0: Hi there, and welcome to uh, Inventory Management. This is the first episode we're doing of a podcast with uh, myself, uh, Oswaldo, or Liam. I'll just pass it on to whoever wants to uh, go up next.
1: Uh, I'm Cormac. Talk about some DD stuff.
2: I'm Evan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm Andrew. I will be spending at least 60% of this podcast painting miniatures. I'm Harrison.
0: Let's just start us off on our first topic. Uh, we're just gonna go into our sort of like tabletop uh, backgrounds or individual experiences with uh, tabletop in- experiences. Do you want to go into mm-hmm. that, if anyone wants to start us off?
1: Uh, I started playing D and D. How long ago was that? Twenty sixteen. I think we started playing twenty sixteen
3: in, in your three point five campaign, think?
2: Yeah, uh, that would be four years ago.
3: Yeah. So started playing wait, that. The, wait, you started playing, and it was in that Malara Cinder campaign. Yeah. When I played Corp, yeah. <laughs> That was your wow. That was your. It's first rude season to think
1: that you and I started campaign. at the same time.
2: That's remember, impressive. he was remember he was blackout for all of it. That's yeah, true. That's, that's true. That's yeah. very true.
1: <laughs> but uh, I tried it. I tried D&D out in like second or third grade. Had a shitty DM and then never played it again until a couple of these guys convinced me to play. And yeah, uh, now I'm into
2: all sorts of that, shit. <laughs> how long have I been playing shit? So that was 2016. I started with Shadowrun in 2012 or 2013, then moved to 3.5 in 2013, then 5e way later than it came out.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I mean I didn't start playing 5e until at least a couple of years after it had released. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I started playing in like 2012. I started with 3.5, I jumped around to a couple other games, like Apocalypse World and stuff like that, and then, yeah, I started, I, the, I think the first time I played 5e was um, 2018-ish, 2017,
2: somewhere It there. was 2017, 2018, like, mm-hmm. I think we jumped onto that bandwagon real late.
1: Mm-hmm. I, no, I, I think I was the first one to jump onto 5e,
2: because mm-hmm.
1: I was running, I ran a couple campaigns when I was in college for a bunch of people in my
2: program. I was really stubborn and just refused to switch. I remember. I remember.
1: I'm like, <laughs> it's so much easier, and you're like... It is so much easier, but like... There is but I
3: want to listen to things. Yeah. <laughs> I need to specifically listen to it.
4: hmm
2: Let me read out my, like, 20-page fucking character sheet. Like, boys, we gotta play GURPS. Uh, GURPS. Yeah, you know what's a good GURPS? sign? When
3: the, def- when the default 3.5 character sheet has a minimum of four pages. <laughs> <laughs> Shadowrun, mate. Shadowrun. Oh, man. How about you, Harrison?
5: Well, I started around the same time Cormac did. Um, in the same campaign, funny enough. And uh, yeah. it was like, hey, I keep sitting with you guys. This class I keep talking about d and d I've never played. Can I play? And that's how Rika was born. I think the reason Rika was born is because I was uh, mood-lighting. I was
2: gonna say you're fucking lighting. <laughs>
5: yeah. Um, I'm looking at a black screen, so uh, the reason Rico appeared was because I was I watched Drunken Master like a couple weeks earlier. with was Jackie Chan, and this, this just was born from there, it was like I wanna do that. And so that Paladin, sounds like Raikou.
0: And... So I wanna talk about three campaigns that uh, started me in D D. Uh, I originally played in a ship campaign. Well that was my first campaign actually. That was All like of these that... campaigns were run by me. All these campaigns were run by Evan, uh, that guy. There.
2: I'm in I the... Know. He's over there for me. Oh, I'm in, the, I'm in the direct center at the
3: top for me. It's like, it's like
1: Andrew, Evan, Liam, and then all the way down there is
0: Harrison. Okay. So, uh, we played in a ship campaign. My first ever character was a female elf named, uh, Silver. Uh, she, I didn't get to play her much. I had to leave, uh, into the campaign. I remember defeating us, uh, defeating Slimes. That was one of my first counter uh but uh the second campaign uh, i was ever a part of was uh, a full vampire campaign where we all had to uh, start the campaign off with uh how the reason why we died and came back to life basically and uh that campaign ran it was 3.5 it ran for about uh seven levels until i basically uh fucking nose dived into it and fucked over the party uh, of course, I had to, but...
2: Fucking <laughs> oh, <laughs> made Oswaldo the Were-Rat, though, was probably the most memorable character from that campaign. Yeah, Oswaldo, Still to Oswaldo the day. Rat
0: King. Until <laughs> this day, Oswaldo the Rat King. Uh, probably one of my most uh, dis- distinguished characters. And uh, the final campaign I want to talk about that I think everyone else has already touched on uh, is the campaign uh, also run by Evan. I'm Bad at Naming was the official title on Roll20, at least. It was. Uh, and uh, I played uh, Cinder, probably my, my best character that I've ever created so far. So, well, we'll definitely be hearing more about everyone's characters and stuff like that. Oh yeah, Let's just, yeah. You mm-hmm. uh, know, move on. I think to, that was
1: the like, that was the campaign where we all got to we all first kind of got to know each other because mm-hmm. like, different people knew different. Like, you know, Liam and I went to school together, and then through Liam, I met Evan, and through Evan, I met everyone else. I think right.
2: Me yeah, and Andrew because... Harrison were in the same college program. Yeah. Liam and I worked at the same bar at different times, and then met Cormac through Liam. Yeah.
0: Alright, so uh, let's get our uh, let's get our thoughts onto the new Eberron setting. New cool. Eberron.
3: New Eberron as opposed to...
2: Well, I, I should not be giving my opinion, because my opinion is biased. I love Eberron. It is my favorite setting. I mean, it's, I read,
3: it, is a, it is a really cool setting. It's, it's got a lot to it, but, um...
2: I read the 3.5 books, like, front to back, everything about Eberron. So, personally, I, I guess I was disappointed, because... Super fan of Eberron.
1: What were you disappointed in?
2: Uh, it's the same reason that I didn't want to jump from 5e to 3.5 in general. is <laughs> the lack of options and the lack of detail. I think, because if you go through the 3.5 Everons book, there's so much, there's so many factions, there's so many important characters, so many important things, but they just kind of had to skip over that for the sake of 5e.
1: Yeah, that's one reason why, like, because I remember you talking about your love for Everon, and I was, I decided to look into it in 5th edition, and I couldn't get into it just because there wasn't enough
3: there for me. Mm
2: -hmm. There's so many different factions, so many important characters, so many important, like, sex and lore.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, that being fair, the the newest the the new the not it's not new at this point because when did it come out? It Came out November 2019. So mm-hmm. yeah, like we're uh, like six half months a year behind. behind.
2: We're half a year behind.
3: It's not a small book. Yeah. It's like 300 plus pages. It's not a small book, and it's got quite a lot to it. I think the only issue is is a lot of it is um like there's a good chunk of it is uh, gameplay and just mm-hmm. like dedicated to new um.
2: People who have never ar- played ar- Eberron before. That's yeah. True, yeah. But that's fair, because they have to get all these new people into Eberron.
0: Mm-hmm. I think... I, I want to uh, add on. in a point that I think 5th uh, edition is uh, also by far the uh, the most user-friendly d setting. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. yeah. Uh, I think uh, they, it's definitely geared towards, like, I, I remember going to Comic Connection one time and uh, seeing all these young kids gather around these books and stuff like that, and they it, it seemed like they were playing 5th edition, but, like, they were all super into it and stuff like that, which is totally fine, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's just geared towards stuff like that. It's very user learning learning it, really it's for, it's well. very,
2: The learning curve is quite a bit smaller. The learning curve is also a bit flatter. I think I did the math or something. It is, yeah. Yeah. A three point five character might take you like an hour or two to make the first time. You can get it down to maybe five ten minutes. Whereas mm-hmm. a fifth edition character, I don't think I've ever got it under thirty minutes.
3: Yeah, it's like three point five. You can you can get stuff like done. You can get it done quickly if you know what everything is and blah blah blah. Fill mm-hmm. all the check all the boxes. Five E has a lot of arbitrary information you have to look up. Yeah. That like I mean also like like the uh, like backgrounds, mm-hmm. which. I I routinely forget to fill out. <laughs> you do, but they give you important like they give you skill proficiencies, tools, and extra starting mm-hmm. equipment. I think they all, are very important.
1: I think I'm the only person that disagrees with that. But that's because like I think because I've been into fifth edition longer. Like that's something mm-hmm. that like I just do.
0: Mm-hmm. So for me,
1: like I can whip up like a five V character pretty quick. But then again, like when I started, it was very confusing. That's
2: right. But that's. Or, true. Yeah. But that's... Yeah. I don't, thing, I don't think there's anything. I don't think it's anything wrong getting it towards newer players, but I think, uh, especially for when we're talking about Eberron, because such a large percentage of the five E player base probably didn't play three point five mm-hmm. or where and it came out, they're not going to have all that information, so they have to set it up. It's like here, here's these people who have not seen Eberron before. This yeah. is why a large portion of this player base loves it, myself included. So next I do
1: one. like the Warforge though.
2: I love Warforged. Yes, Warforged are lit. I There's think the new Warforged are very interesting.
3: Yeah, I like how the they don't immediately die at zero hit points. It's uh, <laughs> it's great. That is, that's a good I change.
1: It brings it brings an interesting use of the mending spell. I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Is it
2: mending that repairs them? You, you I haven't really because yeah. I remember yeah. in in 3.5 yeah. when Warforged came out, Neveron they were with uh they added their own separate healing spell called repair like repair light x and it essentially did what a mending spell did but was scalable like a cure light wound spell Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i Mm -hmm. think there is like i I like that it adds playability to uh
3: to
2: you don't need a character who specifically has these spells for your warforged Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yes no there the uh yeah the everard like book adds a ton of really interesting races Mm. Um mm-hmm. like and even the fact that you can before that you couldn't play as like goblins like the fact that it added those kind of monstrous races i think you can right? play as That's goblins it's really cool. yeah. in um like Xanathar's exactly. guild i think bolos
1: it's a different it's a different kind of yeah. goblin, it, isn't it yeah it, it's a different like, kind of a, goblin
0: yeah it wasn't part of the starting races though you know mm. like yeah. let's uh, let's also jump into like what are our favorite races and classes amongst us
2: oh we already know mine Very <laughs> human Say it ain't so. Marion and Hobgoblin. And then, like, Rogan Warlock. Mm-hmm. And technically Paladin. I like me a good Hex Paladin. Mm-hmm. I gotta think on for a second. <laughs> I, I
1: know what my favorite races are, but it's, one of them is one that I've never played, but I love... Uh, I love people running this particular race. I would like to play it one day,
2: is a Tiefling. Mm, yeah. um, oh. Well, we're talking about Tafling, can I throw Ace in my top three races? Yeah, and cool.
1: I also think furbolg.
3: Furbolgs are really cool. I, I really yeah. like them. And then, very you know, new. there's
1: the obli- the obligatory Goliath, because that's just mm-hmm. like, why not? I
3: feel but, The thing is, I feel like um, this is kind of slightly, like, slightly off topic, I think Goliath of, the Goliath of 5e is kind of equal to like the Orc of 3.5. <laughs>
2: It really is, yeah.
3: Because everybody always plays the Goliath as the big, kind of dumb bruiser. Now I will say, I think that was kind of the Orcs' role in 3.5, and of course yeah. other random.
2: Well, we now that. we now have a bunch of Orcs in three five e, so maybe it'll change. But I think like the Goliath has found its niche in this edition. Do
1: you think that the view on the Goliath playable race was influenced at all by like Travis Willingham
2: playing a hundred percent?
1: Yeah, because yeah, I think everyone that does it plays, like, the, you know, dumb bruiser, right? Which...
2: That was his thing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's one reason why I, I stay away from Goliaths, is because, like, you know, it's very it's very easy to fall into that, you know, that mm-hmm. grog thing, right? And it's okay to do that, right? But it's
3: like... Yeah, it's like, just because somebody has played this doesn't, at one point, doesn't mean you can't, um, mm-hmm. but it, it 100% had a huge impact mm-hmm. on, like, the amount of people playing similar versions it's like yeah. it's, yeah, I it's never like thought we, you know of that a drow with scimitars with dual wielding scimitars. Yeah.
2: it's literally drizzet like so like, many people playing drizzet after those books came out exactly
3: yeah. yeah it's it's the same it's the same thing and hey if
2: well that, that, like that remember the, the thing, explosion with the gunslinger class after after percy yeah yes. everyone wanted to be the first gunslinger guy
3: yeah
2: oh yeah i'm like i'm like
3: scrolling through the list and i'm trying to like decide
2: I think eventually we're going to have to do an episode on our feelings of critical role in the culture. Oh, Oh,
3: I forgot to say my
1: favorite favorite uh, playable classes. Um, Definitely uh, Barbarian, just because that's what I started with. Uh, And probably Druid. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Druid's very interesting in Mm 5e. Yeah. Because you're not as... (laughs) Because on, like, 3.5, you don't just lose everything for touching metal. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think druid in 5e it's it's such a versatile class. Mm. Yep. There's just so much you can do with it that you can go you can go mm. tank you can go healer mm. you can go I am away. happy
2: that with the new wildfire druid we finally have almost an analog to the old blighter prestige class.
1: Mm.
2: Closest okay. analog we're ever going to get from wizards for 5e so I'm happy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've got to say like for races wise I have a soft spot for halflings because that was the first the first thing I ever played. I think which is which is common for everybody, um, but I think my other ones is I I do I I really I think Kalistars are interesting, but I've never been able to like play one because they never
2: fit. Yeah. They do never fit. They're so tied to Eberron.
3: Yeah, and then the other thing is same with um like the uh, like the Loxodon from Guildmaster's Guide. Yeah, it's just so like. It's you. It's so hard to play, especially like you know, a CIMIC hybrid. You, can, you basically can't play a Simic hybrid outside of a,
5: a some
2: sort of Ravnica, Ravnica campaign. Well, it just Lock doesn't work.
5: You just be an elephant
2: man. Yes, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like. Blackstone's it easier works, than Simic yeah. hybrid. Much Hybrid one hundred
3: percent. It's literally in the name for a Simic yeah. hybrid. That means Simics have to exist in the world.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think the most like adaptable play, like play, like race from like outside of D canon or like like i'm talking forgotten realms would probably be warforged because you could drop warforged in anything and everyone's just like yep okay like yeah, exactly.
2: you can always play it off as just like a golem
1: yeah or it's like it's like an ancient thing that it's like you don't have to explain it it's just it's there
3: mm-hmm.
1: i think you know, same
3: like, same yeah. with um with changelings yeah, yeah. changeling like,
1: uh,
2: it's, it's, it's because changelings a, um, are changelings are born out of a very default D monster of the doppelganger so yeah. it yeah. works
1: one well, the thing that's I wish like, though is that the shifters are like not necessarily to change the shifters from a brunch, but uh, to have different or scalable versions of like lycanthropes or other hybrid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: playable playable things because I think that they're really cool and all, but it's like
2: uh, it's hard to play.
1: They're not. Yeah, except for yeah. example, um, what was it? What, what what was Kieran? Kieran was
2: Kieran was just a human, I thought. Kieran was a human, but he was he, blood,
1: was, a... he was no, he was a blood hunter
2: order the Lycanthrope.
1: or Order Lycanthrope. a so he he was oh, he was a Lycan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's
3: the thing um i don't think does 5e have i don't think 5e has any rules for um like lycanthropians. yes and they do because it is,
2: it's very Oh limited, they though. they don't have the rules on becoming one they do have all the specialty ones because they have only becoming,
3: no no
1: they do have the rule on becoming a Lycanthrope, mm-hmm. but it's very mm-hmm. like you fail, a, you fail a, like a, a constitution saving throw and you, you yeah. are infected
2: with it. I only know this because I still have the Snapchat memory from when I got Curse of Strahd that says we got Were-Ravens, boys.
1: Oh, fucking Were-Ravens. Uh, sorry. <laughs> okay,
2: I, this is off topic as well since Harrison still hasn't gotten an answer to answer the question either, but favorite were-animal? Were-bear. Were Wear raven boys. Were or were-rat. Were-bear. The were-rats, man.
3: Wear bear because it rhymes. I am a simple man. They're
2: also waffle good.
3: I've got it,
5: guys. Go. My favorite
3: wear? Wearable waffles. <laughs>
1: okay. Thank you, Harrison? Cool. <laughs> a valuable a valuable Harris. piece of
2: information. Harrison still hasn't got to answer the original question, William. What was it? Was it favorite
5: or race or favorite class? Both. Favorite race and class. Uh vanilla human. Not 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 variant, not, not variant. no. No, vanilla that's is. my brand. I like being well rounded. Um and favorite class. Probably Warlock. Uh, great Old One Warlock.
2: Mm. Huh. Great Old One's cool. If I didn't love Hexblade
0: so much. So, for me at least, I have three favorite uh, races. Uh, I'm going to go for Dragonborn, which I have never gotten to play. I'm mm. going to go for Minotaur, which I have gotten to play.
4: Mm. And
0: finally, <laughs> finally, I'm going to go for Arakoa, Ar- which is uh, bird people. You know, Arakoa? Like, Arcoco. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh and for my favorite uh, class, I think I really I really do like monks. Like I think monks are just like they're just so fucking cool. Like they like if you want to fight they're so good. Animals, they're so good. They're so well versed. Like there's so many subclasses for them as well. Uh like yeah. it just goes the list goes on. I I could talk about That's my dark. a little bit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the no, monks, monks, like, monks are
4: really cool. yeah.
0: Like you just if you want to feel like you're some anime fighter, uh, the only thing that really captures that essence for me is that monk. You know, like you mm-hmm. you, you run up there and you just start eating on shit like Popeye. You know, like. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> He's thinking, what's, what's his face? <laughs> <laughs> going could be a JoJo meme. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it kind of... I don't know. Yeah, monks I think are monks are really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't I just don't think they get um they get enough attention because they're, they're kind of. They're, they're what easy. What role are they showing? They're they're alternate fighter. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're a fighter mm-hmm. they're definitely a fighter. Like team. back in the three point five days we'd classify them under bruiser, like in between the tank yeah. and the specialist.
3: Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that's that's the problem is like I do think um monks are the easy I think monks are the easiest class to get into with because you don't have to worry about weapons, you don't have to worry about proficiencies or armor. The only thing you have to manage is key. And that's not that hard you have if you just think of it as a mana pool
4: hmm.
3: all Would of you your ability say, mana, and then boom there you go there's a monk
1: i think probably barbarian bar- might be the easiest though
3: keeping up your rage you have to worry about levels of exhaustion lots of things come in with barbarians that just hmm. don't get like touched with monk yeah and that's what's, and it's the same thing with the uh, fighter why i don't think fighter is easiest just because, um, yeah, you, know, you have to worry about so many, good. like, if you're playing with feats, you have to worry about, like, you know, what kind of feats do you want to take? If you want to do feats or ability score improvements? You can take so many weapons, well, what's the best one, blah, blah, blah.
2: Very human Fighter is definitely, like, the me-fucking-min-maxer, like, combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. Not to say there's anything wrong with min because I love min-maxing. We know. It min-maxing, it definitely has maxing place. maxing is not the same as metagaming. No, that is no. that
3: is all. It is, it is stretching
1: ones. the very definition. That ones. is that is
2: another episode.
1: Meta game, yeah. <sighs> yeah.
3: Mm. Well, we'll leave it at that for now. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, yeah, I think most people feel the same about meta gaming.
0: So, uh, up next on the the chopping block, of course, uh, is uh, our thoughts on uh, psionics.
2: Oh. Andrew, you want to go first? You have hard opinions. Oh god,
3: why? <laughs> like like literally to sum it up in one word, why? Like, uh you've you've been trying t-
2: for t- four editions t- t- now, cause t- second three so three, t- and, t- 3. T- and three point five, t- four, t- five. T- and you keep fucking it up.
3: <laughs> you've you've tried making it its own class, you've tried making it subclasses. I think the best thing to do is to just make it like make it its own class, give it limits, because that's that's another thing. It's why the fuck doesn't... Why <laughs> does new the UA psionics... It doesn't have limits. Mm-hmm. Like The only limit, it, I believe, and I'll have to get... Don't quote me on this, is that if you have a D4 on your psionic die and then roll another... Like, unroll a four, I think your die goes away. Yeah, it becomes unusable. That's the mm-hmm. only limit. But yeah. then, like, say, like, you know, from level 8... Or sorry, well, not level 8. Uh, from a D8... Um, which you get at fifth level, you yeah. have to roll an eight, then a six, then a four without rolling any ones. And then, so like the chances of you doing that in a, in the standard, like, couple encounters you might play before a long rest, yeah. it's almost impossible. So you're always going to get this, f- like, bonus die roll on pretty much everything you do. Everything yeah, you the do.
2: only, like, thing you're limited to is your action economy, which is a problem in uh, 5e, I think. I think 5e has very limited action economy. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of why you have to hoard a party. You can't just big boss a party, even with legendary actions. They're probably gonna out action somebody, e- yeah. They're they're not gonna be able to out action economy a boss fight. Yes. You have to hoard them. Yeah. You gotta kind of do some math. But I Unless think you're
1: playing my, with a very generous DM,
2: <laughs> I think you have to. I think with the new 5e psionics, I want to start this off by saying I don't think when we get sixth edition, because I it will eventually come. I would still like to see psionics in again. Psionics in it again.
3: I want to i want to see them try i like I watching
2: them try bad. and fail let's say that because it's been okay. broken since second edition yes mm. at this point they've had a bunch of additions to practice yeah. i think this is the closest one though now I specifically like, because I they like don't get their it. own i specifically they don't get their own spells i think the psionic powers in every other edition are, have all been busted
5: why, why isn't psionics the... a class with its own spell list
2: oh they tried that it was even more busted you did everything yeah you like, were a tank yeah, healer good. dps and you did them all better than there... everyone else that why was I'm, an old, old, old one like a year or that. two ago to did that down to uh... is there not a wizard subclass no uh no in they the don't in the have
3: the ua one they added a wizard one did they not no, no. they removed
2: they removed it in the new newest ua they removed the wizard psionic one it's sorcerer rogue fighter they
1: still have wizard spells you still have normal arcane spells uh, they also have
2: sorcerer yeah we're we're talking about sorcerer they have normal arcane spells so you are still limited by your normal arcane spells you are still limited by those spells action economy Uh, my only problem is i don't think they should have bonuses to hit or bonuses for damage based on psionic ability
1: I yeah. think is psionics not just meant to be like another. It should be just another caster, right? Like it, I don't know why it's so no. We, we've we've always we've always
2: had psionics in other things. You had the psychic warrior, and you had the soul knife. The soul knife oh, never yeah, did the yeah, yeah. exact same thing as a rogue, which is my problem with this one. But they did kind of overlap, and psychic warrior was very much just fighter with psionics. Yeah. There was and no. In my room.
3: opinion, I do think I I think psionics should be like a um. I th- I almost think that it should be a. A caster without like a stat like i think because we have we have a caster for every primary like but we
2: no, we need more int stuff oh i talk int. about int. i could talk forever about five e yeah. in the state of intelligence it? It be, let's, hold out, let's
0: hold that on for int now like, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later <laughs> yeah.
3: no but i think i think it would be interesting to see like if they like they took what they did now and you had a die like a die roll that you could use and that you have was to your limit setup.
2: to a number of times per day. to
3: limit it, and like that's I think the biggest issue is that it's so hard to limit that stuff because it's like if you base it off of class levels, um, I think that's okay, but it can get confusing when you multi-class. So you have like you know three class levels in this, and especially for new players, they don't yeah. really understand like the difference yeah. between class levels, player levels, etc. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think the the way they, they tried to do it is okay. The fact that it doesn't have a limit is just super broken.
2: Yeah, it needs some sort of, I think the main... Also, my main problem with it is that you can replenish it as a bonus action. Yeah, no, that's... That needs to be a full action, minimum. That needs to
3: be, yeah. Like, so... it needs to take some time.
0: I don't know about the rest of you, but in 3.5, I played two different uh, psionic... Uh, uh, basically, play. uh characters i played a uh, tor uh who was a psychic warrior crusader so not only did i have two of the strongest books in 3.5 i had uh, tome of battle the crusader and i had psionics uh, Psyonix, uh yep. into one character <laughs> this guy was he took out armies on his own like remember was, like, we were
2: also like misreading a bunch of the rules on both we
0: were those misreading of those, but uh and then i want to get into my other character who was a psion i believe is the correct uh 3.5 turn yeah, um, he, Elway actually, his name was. Uh, he, he was a uh, a prostitute who uh, who used his psychic powers to enhance uh, his sexual prowess, basically. <laughs> <understand>. uh, but, <laughs> but
4: <laughs>
0: and, uh, I yeah, days. he was uh he was very strong. Both of them were two of my strongest characters I've ever played, mm-hmm. like by, by a wide margin. I mean, like I
2: think that's another thing yeah. I want to mention about the new five E psionics is we don't have. They mentioned specifically antimatter or anti-magic field in that UA, without giving us anti-psionic field in as one of the added spells.
4: Yeah,
3: that's true. Yeah. Well, I think they they, they gave us three new spells,
2: and none of them are defensive.
3: Yeah, they're all like they're not great.
2: I wanted anti-psionic field because that was like the tool against mind flayers.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, that's very
2: true. I think it Your wizards all I we had like that's the
3: whole point. Like, but hey. How your, that doesn't matter if you can just you, kill the mind flare in one shot.
2: Your wizard saw you were going up against abelists and mind flayers, and next time they were in town, he'd go hunting for an anti psionic field spell to add to his spell book. Mm-hmm. It gave the wizard something to do in downtime that had to do with the story.
3: Yeah. The the only th- the only like, God, those the spells are so just disappointing.
2: Oh, mind sliver is never going to be used. I My love it so much. It's never so going to be used.
3: Just I mean. The only th- way I could see it being used is in some sort of PVP environment because Int is a dump stat, and that's yeah. the big brain. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that's no so big brain. Has... <laughs> no one has good Int saves, and except for wizards, <laughs> except for wizards. You just but wizard isn't
2: them. wizard isn't played though, exactly, exactly because Int is the dump stat. Sorcerer has taken wizard's spot as the premier caster.
3: Mm. But yeah, it's it's so disappointing. Intellect Fortress is just it's just trash. Like there's there's no two ways about it. Like oh boy, you have resistance to psychic damage. Like the advantage on saving throws is nice. If those saving throws came up more often, yeah. Like if the only things that are, those really um, affect you is if you're trying if you're being charmed or feared. only two saves matter? that I feel
5: that matter are Dex and strength. Wisdom,
2: Strength, really. or Dex and Con. I all think all spells there's are Wisdom, aren't right
1: they? I think a lot of Con saves are Con and Dex. Yeah, mm-hmm. of, in the it.
2: saves. It's also because that's your hit points and your AC. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
5: but one then, day like, I would like to go back and revisit our geomancer class as an offshoot of oh, the yeah, sword. Uh, I want I want I,
3: I wish we could get it like a, some sort of wizard geomancer. It could be. It, I, like, I think it should it be
5: druid. It fits with the the. All the earth is is a resource that we should yeah. use and nourish, but, but also it also. Um, goes against all the other druids. It's given it to the place. Other druids, they are opposed to metal.
1: But you so it would be almost see be it... like a, uh, what's it, like an uh, Oathbreaker paladin. It would be like the yeah. equivalent.
3: See, mm-hmm. I see it as wizard because um, wizards would, it would be kind of like, a, wizards see everything, you see magic as a tool. Mm-hmm. They, they study for it. They use it as a tool. This could just be a discipliner of wizards that see the earth as a tool and they used like the ground beneath them to fight could and be either to, could be either but yeah.
5: I, I like the idea of the druid seeing that there is a better way than what i've been taught and we should use this metal in the earth instead of yeah, casting it off sort of cuz a, a I'm part always
2: down thing. for a cl- or a character that's whole reason is to go against the convention of that class or yeah. race yeah, like Cassio i guess guy. i guess Cassio is the best example of that
1: uh, is he yeah. I and mean, i think there's,
2: there's stuck on his own that's true. Yeah, I mean, not-, for,
1: not for his class, for his race.
2: Oh yeah, and nice, ni- soul knife that isn't an edgy edge sword.
1: That's true. Yeah. Then again, there's Magnix.
2: Magnix yeah, was Mag- just was a rogue. I was saying specifically but soul knife.
5: But Magnix was the rogue that didn't want to be deceitful.
2: That's true. That's fair. That's fair.
5: And rogues are all about deception, lies, and cutting.
2: I think so, the thing. I think the thing about rogue is rogue has so many. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stigmas attached to it? That playing any rogue and instantly doing... It's so easy to just be like, Yeah, I'm not going to do this one thing. And suddenly you've broken the whole mold of rogue.
1: Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah. What do you think is the hardest class to break the mold of?
2: Fighter. I think fighter, yeah. Fighter does fighter things.
3: What about does, barbarian, though? Because in order to Bar- break the mold of fighter, you have to be like a skill monkey. Or no, the they
1: but what are the barbarians, though? Like, how do you break a barbarian to be different?
3: Though? Through the different, um. You could do it through the different subclasses. Yeah. Because. Or just, for, like, or just, or rage and, Mage. Like, rage Mage. That's true, yeah. That's you true. Could, could
5: um, play, like, um. Strong. Strong play. was a barbarian. But he was also a sorcerer.
2: Yes. Yes. Grom was a Rage Mage. He, uh.
5: Mm-hmm. He. He, he expeditiously retreated into battle, cast Shield to raise his AC, and is like, I got this club, it's time to smash.
3: <laughs> like I think a lot. Like the the whole thing is barbarians just they rage and they hit things. I think mm-hmm. that you could easily like subvert the trope by being a barbarian who rages and you still hit things, but you don't lose like all your intellects doing it. And you could use that through. And maybe it's a more spiritual process. Yeah, like you call upon your like the ancestor gods to empower you and battle and to lead well, your troops. Um,
2: like you don't. Uh, really that do is a subclass already. Totem, yeah, totem, right, yeah. No, not like, totem. No, uh, no, there's another well, one. Uh, Ancestral Guardian.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, Guardian. Yeah, Ancestral Guardian,
3: yeah. I mean, you you don't see, like, you could easily have a barbarian who's on par, if not more successful in combat than a fighter, give it a 14 in charisma and have it be, like, the leader of an army. He just happens to be a barbarian and fights more, <laughs> more not savagely, but uh, zealously. Yeah. That's
2: true. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I think fighter is 100% the hardest to break the mold of.
3: I would love to see a skill monkey fighter. <laughs> <Just slap laughs> we we can't face. do
2: it in five so, E. We don't have ways to get more skill points. Uh backgrounds and feats. Are there, are there are feats for extra there skill points. It's just um, not exciting. It's so,
3: just really bad. So what you do mm-hmm. is you have, like the backgrounds with. You could also multi-class into like rogue and get a couple more.
2: Multiclassing into rogue gives you one more.
3: Uh, I thought it was two.
2: No, it's one. Oh, uh, but still,
3: that's still that's. Yeah, it's better than nothing. And if you nine, want,
2: if you uh, want more skill proficiencies, multiclass into Bard, you also get proficiency in a musical instrument.
3: That's true. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyways, that was a nice little rant. Yes.
3: <laughs> the psionics <laughs> the spells. I think consensus: the spells are dumb. Spells are not mm-hmm. useful, and yeah. they need to be more fleshed out. But it's a UA. I can understand not releasing like a full spell list. Um. Give me anti-psionic field, boys. Anti-psionic field should have probably been in there, yes. Uh, I think the fact that the die is so just universally used, and it's so easy to use, Mm. and you can use it on so much stuff, especially with- we didn't even talk about the fucking-
2: Oh, um, wild talent. We had to talk about wild talent. So, even just to bring it back to our roots of 3.5, can we say it should only give one psionic die per long rest or short rest?
3: I don't think it should be... I think, I think uh, yes, you should only have the one die. You shouldn't be able to... Especially, yes, I think even with... Or more with the Wild talent than just the classes. I think the classes, you're specialized in it.
2: Wild yeah, Town the classes you have, should definitely have way more. But for Wild Town specifically, I think it should only have one.
3: You should only, only have one. And you shouldn't be able to
2: like refresh it. It and also gives... Women.
3: How does that I stop a party be, of
5: uh, save scummers?
2: Cool if... Hmm? Sorry, what did Harrison say? How do you yeah. stop
5: a party of save scummers from uh, doing that? From because you're talking,
2: talking
3: about save uh, scummers.
5: I mean, just be like every after every encounter, they take a long rest.
3: Ooh. Uh, random encounters, nightly encounters. Make sure they're on their watch. Yeah. Ambushes. Timed, timed encounters. Timed encounters, yes. Uh, the more long rest, because long rests are eight hours. The like, say they take say like you're going to like stop this huge like sacrificial ritual. Alright, we fight the first room, alright? Take a long rest. The ritual's done.
0: Yeah.
2: There you lost. Like, the world's invaded. Yeah, like. Time to dude. fight some fucking demons, boys. Exactly. Way above your level. Well,
1: Liam, I think you did that to us, didn't you?
0: I, I did it to some degree. I did it, uh, I like. What I like to do as well is because I know you guys will handle one wave of enemies easily. Yeah. So I send two waves of enemies. And, <laughs> and, and it's, yeah, you go so, three. It sounds that simple. It Not sounds you know, that simple because it is. First,
3: but... Like encounter.
0: Yeah. You do the... like. You don't get. You don't get to rest. You exactly. you fight this right now. You fight two waves. Or, and, and if you're unlucky, I fight. I send three waves. You know. I, that, there's, I'll, there's, I'll that that.
2: there's that one encounter. where the thing was you guys can't rest because you have to protect a ritual going on. That's true. Yeah. That was the Mawara yeah. ritual, I think.
3: Okay. Yes. Whereas, like, I had to, I had to be in a concentrated state for three days, mm-hmm. and like things would attack constantly, and then you needed to make sure nothing just snuck in,
2: well, like okay, the wolves. Also, following the rules of his ritual. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, during that ritual, of course, I just want to add on to Malor's ritual. <laughs> uh, not only were we out in the middle of nowhere, there was a town of werewolves nearby. Uh, <laughs> we actually ended up losing a player to these werewolves yep. who just joined them. Uh, yep. to, to dip the party just because it felt like the most character thing to do, which uh, I'm not going to argue with. I'm, uh, I'm totally fine with that. I
3: think those decisions were made in the past, and they're they, they I agree with the, the fact that it was the character thing to do. Yeah.
2: I remember this. Uh, you were blackout drunk, remember? <laughs>
5: <laughs> remember, Cormac, Cormac, during this, you built a uh, some spikes to keep things out of the, the cave. You did used your woodworking.
1: Was yeah. like all that going on at the same time? Yeah. yeah. I was bored out of my fucking mind. I it's drive all over, all over again.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear the computer like this, like...
2: It's drive all over. <laughs> Honestly, pretty much, yeah. But yeah, uh,
1: I'm like, man, this game is moving so slow. (laughs) It really was me.
2: (laughs) playing, Playing in character is always a good thing until you're fucking with the party to fuck with the party.
5: Yeah, there's a point that everyone, every player needs to recognize that you are now the obstacle, and the only way you can solve this obstacle is to relinquish some form of like agency on your on your part. Like I was playing, Liam, you were there. Um, when when we were doing the Tomb of Horrors. Yeah. And uh, the other character was uh, keeping away valuable parts because they thought, no, I'm not going to let you do
3: that. Yeah, the gargoyle it's the classic, oh, yeah, my rogue pickpockets are fighter because that's what they would do in character. Yeah. Oh. No, suddenly not, not you're the, the asshole. Yeah, now yeah. you're
0: going anti party. And as soon as you go anti party, yeah, I don't want to say it makes you an asshole because there, there's a lot way. of reasons If you an, an asshole. asshole. No, if, you're,
1: if your answer is. I'm being an asshole because that's what my character would do. It's like if that wasn't already like
2: a character like made that. well. It's
1: like, if, if, yeah, it's like everyone should know that before like you start just doing it. It's like, it, dude, makes,
2: it makes it a trope. We're saying that's what. Why did you do that? Is that's what my character do, would do for a real character reason. I think we're all talking about the same incident right now. There's an, know, yeah, Cassio in yeah, yeah, Arkham. The, like no, Arkham I'm taking that that the liar. Arkham taking the liar was an ass whole kind of move. Yeah. Cassio snapping was in character.
3: Context: well, we, were, we were playing our we were playing our campaign and both uh, run by Liam. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so, which is being run by Liam, and we're all players. And my character George had just killed somebody that was part of uh, Evan's character Cassio. His backstory, I just Without killed him about it because you know he's like he was very tight lipped about it because it was really personal. So I yeah. killed him and I didn't know that. So i you know I go up, I I see him like caring for them, and I ask about it. We have some we have a little bit of interaction. Hmm. And then a third party, another character, our bard, because um, cassio
1: was a very new character because I didn't the campaign, did a
3: chance to really get to know him. So our, mm-hmm. a, a third, a third character, Arkham, I believe is
0: her name, Wesley's character,
3: wesley's yeah.
1: character, Arkham.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, was a changeling rogue or changing bard?
0: He's an Asimir.
3: He's, uh, he's an Asimir. Asimir. Oh, right. bard.
0: Uh,
3: we haven't had a ton of time to really go deep on characters. But anyways um his character goes up and seeing that this the dead person from cassius passes a liar that he really wanted he goes up to him and he's like i want that liar so cassio says no i need to bury her with it and so he just says all right i'll take the liar and he just takes the liar and then and before he did evan said to him he said if you do that mm-hmm. i will retaliate full force yeah and that, a was, bad. that was she said okay I'll still take the liar anyway so he takes the liar gets like a huge attack of opportunity lives at one hp and then dimension doors and leaves like that's not that's not like okay yes it's what your character would have done but you're just kind of being a dick at that point
4: yeah Mm. there's There's a fine
3: line between being
5: uh having character moments that are in the opposite direction of the party's momentum. momentum and mm, just shitting just on someone because, because you, you think, <laughs> hey, wouldn't it wouldn't be funny if I did that. that? Like like, uh, like Magnix, when, when, when during uh, George's, George's competition, he was before. like, that, that wasn't was very, very uh, I, I see what, what you did there, and or something like that, after you used magic, magic on your battle. bow, and I'm like, really? Mm. And, and I was like, yeah, something like that. He ended up pointing the bow at my head, and I'm like, that was totally in character, I feel that was totally in character, and completely, it didn't stop the progress of the party, it didn't cause infighting, it's just like, I'm gonna stand in my morals right, it did, right here.
1: Uh, it didn't cause. It didn't cause a a a, a uh, what's it called a ripple. A ripple, or like a um.
2: It didn't it, cause a whole new storyline to have to appear to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah,
3: it was, it was a small character moment that established uh, how to how the two of us would handle a situation, mm. and then it. Yeah. Went, it's no like it's not something that I, like I'm gonna have a grudge against him. Like, yeah. oh, he insulted me. I get insulted like multiple times a day. Like, <laughs> it's it's just it's just it's the thing. Well,
1: yeah. the, the difference between RPing and using your character's somewhat evil alignment to justify just fucking with other people.
2: Playing evil doesn't have to mean you have to be a dick to the party, even if everyone else is good. Exactly. Especially
1: when you're, especially when you're with the party for like using the party for personal gain.
2: Yeah, that's why I think Koofle Evil is the best evil line to play.
1: And I don't really believe Wesley's character is evil, is it? Nope.
2: Chaotic, I mean, new, chaotic so neutral does not give you an excuse to be a dick. Chaotic neutral means you still have to do good.
3: Yeah,
1: you so have chaotic, to. Uh, yeah, chaotic neutral means you're towing the line. It doesn't mean you're like I can just dip into either side when I feel like it.
3: Yeah. It means you have to be. You have to be net neutral. You what is what is for the betterment of like yeah. just. The general public. like. And interesting mm-hmm. thing
5: about uh, evil characters is, Liam, we, we played two more horrors. And uh, so afterwards, I played with a different group of people. But uh, me and two others, were, I already went through, and uh, the DM gave us a bunch of options about how we wanted to handle it. Uh, one of them chose to be mute, the other spoke in a foreign language, and I was an agent of the Dark Wizard. So all this time, I knew where all the traps and secrets are. So I'm like, what if you went over there and did that? Wouldn't okay. that be great? I and I used a bunch of tricks, too. Know. Like, I, I had a <laughs> I random list of spells. I'm like, how can I fuck with these people to make them jump off this cliff? So, I um, I, t- I
2: took but a rock. Being evil means you don't have to even go that far. Like, Angelo, like, a character in Liam's campaign before this, he was lawful evil, and he was hard lawful evil. Like, his good, moments, yeah. his good moments were few and far between, but he still helped the party, like, 99% of the time because, mm-hmm. like, these people, he was using those people for, for what he needed.
1: I, I, I think... I think Harrison does bring up a good point though about, about you can play a character that has ulterior motives that is you know, could be in contradiction to the party's <laughs> goals. But to just out yourself in the beginning and be like, Ha I'm gonna steal from you blind like you know, just openly in front of everyone here.
3: Out of nowhere as well. It can like yeah, it's like, it's like yeah.
1: oh this person matters to you, I'm gonna loot their corpse while you're holding them in your arms. It's like yeah. this
3: is just yeah hmm, not many things in your pockets
1: it's like you could have like like you, you you couldn't even have waited to like try and maybe like rob the grave like <laughs> just sneak, yeah sneak out at night and dig it up or some shit like i don't know uh, i think definitely. i think there was also i think a big part of it was the reaction on his part
3: to when everyone was like whoa okay uh yeah like <laughs> it was like it was like a, it went from like the um i'm gonna steal his, li- his liar ha ha okay yeah, everyone, like was everyone was laughing. Like, everyone was <laughs> like, "Okay." Evan says, "Listen, don't take it. This is like, this is important. I need to bury her." He's like, "I take the liar." And then, as soon as that happened, as soon as like the third one hit, it just like that. It went mm-hmm. silent because everyone's like, "Wait, really? Really?" <laughs> but
1: yeah, as soon as I then started then rolling you
2: attack rolls,
1: then he got yeah. you got a little upset and left the call, and then
3: exactly yeah it was it was it was overall it was i
1: think i think it was like it's nothing against him it was just a very uncomfortable moment that could have been dealt with cleaner
0: been, uh, i definitely feel like as as the dm to that campaign i definitely could have dealt with it better uh i, think I did it was you it, it, it might not have been me i could have I, i'm on I mean, the model this was, no. was a
2: very character guess, versus guess, character, guess, character yeah. moment
3: as the dm you always have you you like you have final say you can always just say no the problem is, is when you say no too much, then mm-hmm. your players start losing respect and yeah. don't want to. Mm-hmm. They don't want to play anymore. Okay.
2: Yeah. So that's it's like the sense live. of player agency disappears. Exactly. Yeah.
3: You've, got, you've gotten a certain amount of like hard stop. No, you can't do that. And like you and you don't, don't do that, Liam. It's like no. no
1: that's what, I, I'm
0: very. What I'm a very player focused GM. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I, I like to consider myself that. Uh, just because, like, I, I usually I like yeah. to say yes most of the time, just because, yeah. like. The yes is very reasonable thing to do. It's mm. like when I'm saying yes, it's like I'm not I'm not expecting anything unreasonable to happen. I, usually, mm. what the players ask me is very reasonable, and I can say yes to it.
1: You're using, not, the it's it's improb- to- You're using the rule of improv. of yes and. It's not yeah. just like okay, you do that. It's like yes and
0: like elaborate. Like yeah, go ahead. Mm. Like give me give me your speech. Give me your I dialogue. I think the proper
5: like, uh, wording of that is like yes, but how. Yes, but no. instead of saying no, it's like, uh, I, I, it was my first time DMing and everyone was like, I'm going to light these arrows. I'm like, yeah, sure. And after a while I realized, how is he lighting these arrows?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Why is um, math? Yeah. I, mean, that's I the feel very of, called out.
3: That's the kind of, you know, that goes uh, into the, like, the rule of cool where even if something doesn't, like, inherently, like, uh, make sense, like, yeah. You should still be able to have fun with it. It's not a hard rule. but it's just uh, these were fire
5: damaging arrows, and like if he could tie so it... He's really to the this.
1: end, <laughs> 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 should, we've
5: been
3: hung up on this for a year. It's
1: coming out. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm just I'm just using this example because I can't think of any other good examples at this moment.
3: Yeah, like if it was mm-hmm. if it was like I want to light my arrow on fire to light that signal torch, sure.
5: Yeah, or that, that would
3: be. Fine. I want to do a quadruple so
5: backflip and land on this horse. It's like. Hmm. For cool acrobatics, shirt. please. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: that,
3: thanks. It's like, you know,
1: it's like Evan, you can't just keep rolling acrobatics for everything, Evan. I do a flip. What the fuck? What was that one campaign you kept walking on? Oh, I've, a-
2: I've used acrobatics on real things. That time uh, I climbed the boss. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Get out no no, it was just it was it's because who is it? Uh Allyets. Allyets, oh, yeah, just like I do a what handstand.
5: Which <laughs> campaign, <laughs> by the way?
1: Like which campaign
2: was that? You that was, which I were. DMing. Oh yes, yes I the, was,
5: That was the piece. I was playing a rogue.
2: Yeah, I was playing a rogue who always was doing handstands, except when he was fighting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was oh.
2: such a carnival performer at that point.
0: Yeah, he wants the carnival, but I, I I like to compare it to a Borderlands Psycho, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> he good job is in that it was dungeoneering, and we were never in a dungeon for him to never got, There never
0: were dungeons, dungeons in that
5: world, now, it, it just never,
3: never happened. I mean, this might just be with us, but I've never been able to, in, almost, in any of the campaigns I've played, I always make sure to get, like, if I can, get an immovable rod, and I've never been able to use it. I'm so mad about that. I think
5: that just speaks uh, to how people grow up playing D&D and their, what their perspective on how D&D should play. Because, like, Liam, you you understand what I'm saying. When I say, um, like, when I play with Sebastian, it's a very different kind of D&D than what yeah, we play. Yeah, he's
0: very, like, uh, like I, I'm i really excited for his new campaign, that uh is his custom RPG. Like, that's going to be fucking hype. But, uh, like, he's, uh, he's pretty brutal on the players. Like, he does not, like, he's very by the books. He's, he's very, very second,
5: first edition, kind of. Yeah. I he's need, ex- very, like,
0: yeah. here's an
5: entire paragraph of the cobwebs in this dungeon to set the scene for you. And, uh, then goes into details like, I do this. Are you sure about that?
3: Well, I might as well try. Okay, you die. Yeah you die, you die. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you kind of, you die. Yeah, you like, die. Kind of yeah. play, which is very, very characteristic of old D anD. d Yeah,
2: Very brutal. Very. You have four characters ready.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. versus, versus
5: something I feel yeah. like with fifth edition, it's very more like fifth edition. It's, it's very Doom. action focused, where yeah. it's like boom, 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 hit these story beats rather than.
1: Like, I, I want to find out
5: about the deep seated The history of this temple.
1: No, I, I think I think fifth okay, edition was I'm meant out. to be. It was meant to be more story-based, but people, because of how, co- how streamlined the combat is, people are like, I guess we just do this. Right? No, that's like- that's
2: also a problem with the system, we have to understand. D20 systems, by default, are mainly a combat-focused system. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: When yeah. you start going into like something like a D6 system, I think it's a lot better for role-play because of the idea of successes mm-hmm. and failures. But yeah. when you're starting, like, I have one D20, this is what I have to roll role-play. It's mm-hmm. just like, you don't have a lot of room.
1: Well, because like when I eventually run my campaign, I'm looking to do something because I I, it's going to be very RP heavy, actually story heavy. So I'm I'm looking at maybe like implementing Mm. something like that just for like the RP things, and then the combat is a different system, and then
2: yeah, for like I know by I know by saying that I know I'm mainly talking about Shadowrun, but I'm going to get called out, and someone's going to say so made RPG, even though we've never gotten to play yet. (laughs) But made RPG is also an RPG or role play, very role play focused game. Yes, 100%. But Combat takes up like three pages in the book.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I think I mean as much as everybody shits on 4th on Edition, because it was a bad edition. Hmm. Um,
0: it had good parts.
2: No, psionic level right? one dominate monster. Okay, the art was alright. <laughs> the art was really good, let's give it that. Yeah, I, think, I feel Also, if the bloodied condition. I like the idea of the bloodied condition.
3: Yeah. I think 5e has taken a lot more... Mm-hmm. Quality. Maybe not like word for word, but like uh, design principles from 4th yeah. E. From 4E. I, I think
1: I think five e is what four e couldn't be. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly, it was yeah. Four e wanted to be five e, but just couldn't be because of the time and because of what yeah. it followed. We wouldn't but, have the
1: five e that we have without fourth edition.
3: Without four e, yeah, exactly, yeah. Because I
1: think they they failed on so many friends with fourth edition that they're like, let's just do something. But they they learned a lot, right? Like I'm not just, 8 just 8 shitting on Also, because
2: in the time fourth edition came out, we had Pathfinder, and they had time to look at Pathfinder and see what it was doing. Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, talking about Maybe Pathfinder. What are you guys' thoughts on Pathfinder Two? From the little bit we've played,
2: I enjoy it a lot. It, I enjoy it. It very, very much brings it's a modern uptake on three point five. Yes,
3: yeah. I, I like. I really like that. I haven't gone in like way like nearly not nearly in depth on it, but I really enjoyed it. I think it, yeah, it's it's mm. what it's a fresh take on on like that 3.5 3rd edition style of skill heavy, mm. feat heavy mm.
1: play. Yeah, like, for example, like, you could attack three times in a row, but you start taking penalties, right? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is very, now, uh, 3.5. Like,
1: mm-hmm. like, initially, I was like, that's a pretty heavy penalty for a second hit, but then, at the same time, it's like... Where the you scaling miss, like... goes up, too, with every hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the so scaling like... is
5: something I like about uh, Thing, because it's always in... Yeah. In uh, what's it called? It gets to the the feats
2: Oh,
1: the feats. Chef
2: defeats. kisses. I love having a plus thirty-one to medicine. <laughs> fucking salute.
1: <Yeah. laughs> you couldn't <you> <laughs> save my, my goddamn little. horse.
3: My <laughs> from what we've played is the fact that it's it's it seems very um like it's like it was designed for a digital medium as opposed to a paper medium.
2: Yeah, because I say, yeah. the fact that
3: my fucking paper character yeah. sheet is
2: so thick.
3: So thick. It's so complicated. Like um everything, and the problem is, it's like it's not like you can just like one and done. Write down, okay, this does this. Everything changes every level, which is where that I think that comes from. Yeah. That's I think, the problem. But it, they, I, took they took Pathfinders.
2: They uh, took Pathfinders title. I guess it's fan title of three point seven five, and just mm-hmm. amped it to eleven. Pretty much, yeah.
1: I also think it's it's from what at least what we've seen of it. Uh, so, I feel like for what we've seen of, of uh, Pathfinder 2, is that it le- lends itself more towards story, because the combat itself is like, you don't want to be in combat for a super long time in, in Pathfinder, because it's like... You're just worn down like, and you can't heal. Yeah, uh, like, it's it's, it's, it's brutal, That's because it, I
2: was our only healer, and I was playing a medicine-based healer, let's well, not what, lie. What I mean
1: is, though, is yeah. like, it's like a barbarian in Pathfinder does not feel as powerful as a barbarian in Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah,
2: I think that's also because five E or not five E, uh Pathfinder two Comes back again to the 3.5 rules, where yeah. late game is late game. You are gods at late game. Okay. Whereas hmm. in 5e, everything's very front loaded, so you yeah. can, you're t- you technically ever everything you want by level three, level six. Yeah, I think level yeah, three for most
1: classes, because that's where you get the subclasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah level three, level You three. could round off at somebody's character arc in in, in three levels in that game. Yeah. So I think I think that's what I like is that we're getting really into the story. We have, very interesting, story, yeah. we have
2: very interesting characters in Liam's campaign for the story, because yeah. not by any choice of our own, we all play, decide to play characters that have parallels to each other. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. The one thing I also noticed um, from playing a uh, like a high-level spellcaster, lots of late-game spells are very boring. Mm-hmm. Like, they're cool, but it, it's, it's essentially... Um, you it's might easy. as well cast like low you know yeah you might as well cast a low level spell scaled up versus exactly a level like it's spell. the whole like why not just cast fireball because yeah. it's good enough where it's like okay I can have a third level spell that does eight d six or I have a fourth level spell that does nine d six or ten d six yeah and then you got up to like a seventh level mm. spell. like um or actually one second let me, fi- let me pull up the exact words for firestorm because firestorm
2: is doesn't uh, well, uh, firestorm just have a bigger radius. No, so Firefoiling is, um,
3: is basically uh, you get ten um, ten cubes of a ten ten foot by ten foot cubes, you get ten of them. And you get to place them in like a squiggly line wherever you want. And it's seven d ten damage to anybody in that with a deck save. And it's like, okay, yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. you can cover more ground, but in unless you're fighting an army or like a huge horde, you have a hundred feet. You have like two hundred square feet of, of like battlefield to cover. But, like, the damage doesn't stack, so if you're fighting something like Gargantuan, you just need to tag it with one of those boxes to deal the damage. So why not? Yeah, the so, I mean, so then we come though. back
2: to that point we were talking about a lot earlier, where 5e is more built for horde battles, where it's not as built for big boss fights. You're yeah, not going to so, have your cool yeah. Kaiju fights like you had in 3.5.
1: No, because I feel, I feel like with 5th edition, it's, it very much feels like a turn-based RPG, and that, like, I, you, like, movement is nearly, like, useless unless you're on a big battlefield. Yeah. Like, I you feel like unless you're, you're playing, playing you're in person
3: on a big table... table yeah. You move the end range, and then you're done. Yeah,
1: you know, and then it's just, like... Right. And that's a, I think it's especially you can't because... You can a
2: movement dance unless you're uh, a <laughs> master. You're
1: master. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think the I with 5th edition, it's, like, unless you, you scatter the terrain with, with lots of debris and, you know, and things that break up the line of sight, it's very much, like, I stand here and, like, when was the last time I moved? You know, like, I... You know what I mean? Like it's
0: to get flanking, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think flank, flanking, flanking is, line. is flanking is
1: something that should be. Like, I think you should get a bonus. I don't think necessarily have advantage. I like. Uh, I, like I don't like advantage, advantage on, on flanking. I like, I like what, what Pathfinder and three point five. It was just a
5: solid negative, negative two to the AC. <laughs> I also think that like
0: Pathfinder and three point five are is, is a is a
5: long a, burn. You feel you, you go through the steps step, of so so I'm weak. I can barely kill a rat. To I am an omnipotent god. god. Versus 5e, it's like, you start off middle of the road, and you always kind of stay middle of the road.
2: Like 15 feet. You jump really quick, and then you stay there. Yeah. Yeah.
5: And I think that Um, the problem um, with that is that, yes, it's fine for power fantasies, and stuff, and stuff like, like that, that, but just, just I, I feel it doesn't give you the satisfaction.
2: satisfaction of- There's only one class I think you, there is the long game on in five e, and that's paladin. And paladin still gets a lot of shit really I early. Also,
3: I would also argue wizard because wizards druid get more powerful. druid, uh, but druids are
2: like druid hits mid game and then they're gods.
3: Yeah, exactly. And wizards they get more powerful just like straight up. They will they will forever scale uh because speaking of wizards control, uh so you collect up all your spells and then you suddenly have a spell book with every single spell in the world and you're a level 20 wizard then you kind of peak but yeah you I,
0: did crollo out of fucking hunter x hunter exactly. right? you got play really play, play you're I just top top absorbing spells like the yes. mad man
2: like. I, I actually really want to talk about this can we talk about the newest ua and the wizard subclass yes yes we can that was I, on top. where can them go <laughs> No, it's because you started talking about spellbooks, and I think yeah. that might be one of the. When I first read it, I thought it was really bad, actually. Yeah, I th- and I, I didn't think it, like um, one with the word
3: order scribes.
2: Order of yeah. scribes, yeah.
3: I like my so like my first impression of it was uh, that they're finally making a mechanic in the in the game usable. Yeah, like the sc- spell scribing in in five E is nearly u- it's like useless. Mostly yeah. just because, like, you, you got enough. You you have enough spells. You have enough magic items most of the time, unless you're you have like a super stingy DM who just never gives magic items out, which I feel like is rare, especially mm-hmm. when there's a lot of really cool ones. Yeah. Um, so there was almost no need to write down spell scrolls, um, and there were almost now yeah, there is yeah exactly. But now there is because of the fact that you know you have the time and you have the cost. Or is it core? We finally
2: have a reason to care about our magic focus stuff. Yes. Because that level fourteen it is level fourteen, right? I'm not gonna get yeah, called out for this. Yeah, level, level 14, fourteen ability is so interesting.
3: It is really cool. I do really like that. Um I wish the way they explained it was a little a you little can't more make, you
2: can't accurate. make that more concise.
3: Well, okay, so like so for context about what it what it is, is basically um you can there's there's two, there's two parts to it. Uh, you have your your, your floating spellbook and as a bonus action, you can swap with it, and you can swap places and, and that's that's cool. I like that. Because uh, it can help you position better in fights, but the second and much more important part is, if you have spells left in your spellbook, at least one spell left in your spellbook when you die one minute you can later... try and come back. Uh, yeah, one minute later, no, you just straight revive. As long as you have a spell no, left, What's this? We're talking about Order of Scribes, the newest UA. It, so basically, you will, uh, one minute later you revive with within five feet of your book as long as you had one spell slot, one spell or one at least one spell, not one spell slot.
2: One um, spell left in your book because it yeah. erases spells from your spell book and you can't get them back except with a wish spell. So you yeah. can't just write a bunch of spells on scrolls and be like, okay, if I die, I can add these back.
3: Exactly. So It'll it's like me. that's why it's so it's it's super heavy and heavy on stocking up on spells that you could potentially lose. I just wish it was there was a better way of doing it. Um, I think you, it would be like you. I think wizard would, does
2: not get wish, right? I don't wizard think it, so. Yeah.
3: Yeah, wizard gets Wizard's one of the main wish classes. So. Always. Oh yeah, one hundred percent gets oh, yeah. wish. So you could you could. I'm checking, I'll check. Uh, it just it just has a, a huge cost. Um, yeah, there there could be a better way of doing it. Maybe it's like okay, roll three d ten or like. Maybe it has a scaling, like a scaling effect. Like every time you use it, it gets more. Um,
2: oh yeah, definitely. Where,
3: like, you start with roll three d ten. Zero is a cantrip. One through nine or spell level or like spell slots. Um, oh yeah, sorcerer sure and wizard both oh, get wish. You spell out of your spell book and you lose it. Uh, like so, say I rolled like a like a one, a four, and, a, and an eight. I would lose a first level, a fourth level, and an eight level spell. And the DM chooses, and then I revive. And that is then, a good
5: idea, but I think it goes against the whole concept of 5e where it's like simplicity boiled down.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the, even the way it's, it's done now, like if you read the way it's done, it's like roll 3d6, you lose spells of your choice that have a combined spell level equal to the number you rolled. And it's or like, higher. It's, it's, uh, I don't... That, makes, I don't that like, makes
5: perfect sense to me. It's like one ninth or two says, seconds and a fourth.
3: Fifth, yeah, the example is uh if you roll a nine it's a ninth level or three third levels yeah. um so then i don't know you just gotta it's...
5: add to nine that's easy anyone can add to nine or whatever your yeah. role is update to i don't know. know i
3: just i just feel like it's uh i don't know it, it just feels weird to me that's i i can't exactly put like words to it it doesn't feel it doesn't fit the theme of like just other classes in general it doesn't fit in it feels weird and off not off but like, i think it's different. it's
5: good that they're doing something interesting because a lot of
3: everything a lot of it just feels very
5: streamlined which it is
3: if you want to talk interesting mm-hmm. uh can we talk about how they're finally using proficiency bonuses like they should have from like day
2: one Where? and which one all of them because if you all look them, every every
3: single class is based off of their their main gimmick is based off of instead of basing it off of uh, you know a stat or like class levels they based off proficiency bonus and some modifier so it's like double your proficiency half your proficiency proficiency plus your class level because proficiency i think that allows for uh, a lot of really interesting multi-classing because your proficiency will always scale which means you don't take three levels in in this class and then that class is dead at 15th level it doesn't do anything so I think that's a, a really good way of um, letting class. I don't see
2: where it is in Wizard in Order of the Scribes if we were talking about, but I'm gonna say yeah.
3: Um it was somewhere it might not have actually been in uh I know the phantom for sure. It was in the first two. I do I can give you that it was in the genie because like the genie thing is um you gain bonus damage equal to your proficiency modifier. That's, um yeah. as well as I believe uh you can go into your lamp a number of times equal to your proficiency modifier. Yeah, proficiency mm-hmm. modus. Um, it might not be in order of scribes, but um, uh, but still, I think it's a really cool... Um...
2: Yeah, we needed that from the beginning.
3: Yes, I think it's they had this thing sitting there that they could have balanced things off of, and they're finally figuring out that they can use it. We didn't go anywhere. Wow.
2: <laughs> this is going to be the greatest segue out of, like, bathroom break ever. <laughs>
5: By far. Liam, what's on the chopping block? We're...
0: What's on the chopping block? <coughs> chopping block. So, Whoa. we still got uh, subclasses from Under Sarkana. If yes, you guys we do. Just, if you guys just want to deep dive into that. If you guys want to... Should we start now from the top since we did the yeah, last I one? Yeah, I guess
3: we'll, we'll go in order. We'll start with the, uh, the, the Phantom Rogue.
2: So, we have taken what I thought might have been one of the cooler rogue subclasses of the revived... And made it the AOE rogue, pretty much. Yeah, Whales from the Grave so good. I love Whales from the Grave. I think it Wales might be from one the, the
3: Grave is, is it's nutty. It's yeah. it's so nutty.
2: It proves our it's, point though, as we were talking about how you can front how every class is kind of front loaded. Tokens from it, the Departed is really bad though.
3: Yeah, it's. I um, feel well, like
2: Phantom is going to be the level three dip of Rogue for some builds. Yeah,
3: maybe the level three dip of Rogue for like people who need um, uh, yeah, you you need a skill and you don't want to take like. I don't know. You don't want to go like assassin or swashbuckler. You want yeah. to do you, you want to do something different?
2: Ooh, uh, actually, we can talk about that later. I wanted to talk about level three artificer dips. Okay, we can do that later.
5: I'm looking here. I you can fly. Mm. Okay.
2: <laughs> you can yeah, you kind of just like, you can. Yeah, become but, ethereal. You become yeah, a beast, but a spooky. That's at level what? Fourteen? 10, is it? Thirteen. Ten. Oh, sorry. Do 13. you really want to? Thirteen? You do you really 13. want to take ten level, ten dead levels? Essentially, well, it's essentially because you could take any other rogue subclass think, in those ten levels. I think, so,
3: I think, I think rogue it. is special because there's no dead levels because every that's two fair. levels you're gaining sneak attack dice.
2: Yeah, yeah. I call them well, dead I, levels because you're not getting anything really, really exciting from your subclass in between yes, there. You could true. take a better subclass.
3: But you do get um, do you get improved invasion with that? With level thirteen rogue,
2: or is it but just in regular invasion? remember every uh, rogue subclass can get it yeah that's true i yes. think
5: yes i think what what's most uh, disarming about this ghost rogue is that every other rogue is focus in kill the high value target and sneak into the shadows whereas this and one's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck all y'all up which <laughs> i think uh, it's like what's the difference between that and a fighter
2: i no, no is my problem kind of it kind of takes away from uh, Rogue's identity of being the high damage to one person person. Mm-hmm.
0: The reason they don't get multi people. attack.
2: Yeah, you are Cause one. Because
0: it's, it's all in that one stab in the back, you know. Exactly. You are one
2: shot, one kill. Yeah.
0: Which I feel I like a uh, gunslinger as well, uh, to some degree. At least from what I've seen of Critical Role uh, Percy, like Gun- that dude, that dude blasts kids for like 30 damage a shot, like
2: but it's one it's not one shot one kill you get multiple attacks and also you have the bouncing thing of mm-hmm. misfire which i think we should talk about in our critical Role episode
5: i don't like yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just a quick aside, aside i i, I, I don't, don't really like gunslinger, gunslinger in the, f- the f- most settings I find it, mm-hmm. it could be very jarring. Yes.
2: You have to build the setting around it.
5: Like, my my one, I've said this before, my one, I think it makes sense in my world because they're not revolvers, they're not sniper rifles. They are. They're basically just portable cannons with matchlock. Uh, and, and it my only works because empty. because mm-hmm. that guy's the smartest guy in the entire land. That's why he was able to build them. They're not rifle, they don't have anything like that because they
3: haven't been proven enough. They're basically. It's tubes with gunpowder and a ball, yeah.
2: yeah. And then in my most recent campaign setting, it's we're a little later in we're your late seventeen hundreds, early eighteen yeah, steam- hundreds, yeah. and we're steampunk. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. It fits. It fits in there. Back to back to phantom. Um, I just wish. I think that's. I've I kind of noticed that when I was looking through other rogue subclasses, is you basically get one good ability, and for like for for, for phantom, it's whales from the grave. And that's yeah. like the good ability from it. From swashbucklers, the ability to gain sneak attack damage on like one v one fights. That's the only good ability from it.
2: And adding charisma to your initiative.
3: That's that's, that's negligible. Pretty that's pretty niche. I think that's negligible because well, also, do you add both dex and charisma then, or is yes. it just one? Okay, you add both. It's it's like okay, you 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 got a free alert. Mm-hmm. It's 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 negligible. It doesn't really affect you. And it's the same thing here, like the other ability is Whispers of the Dead, once per short rest, you get a new tool proficiency.
5: Going back that to is saying so there's no there's no good rogue classes that are well fleshed out. I would mm-hmm. make I would make an argument for Inquisitor. Inquisitor's Inquisitor's interesting. All right. you very Inquisitor much is alright. Inquisitor is not theory. it's not very powerful, but it's very well no. rounded. It feels like every ability you gain is like Hey, I I can use this. I can see myself using this.
2: You can technically say uh, Phantom's the same, because as much as I'm shitting on the level 9 ability, every other ability after that relies on it. That's yeah. why I'm like, you're not going that deep into ro- into Phantom. You're taking mm-hmm. three levels, if anything.
3: Like, I don't know, it's, it just seems like that's the, that's the good thing, that's why you take it. Everything else is just like, oh, that's cool, I might use that at some point. At mm-hmm. a point in the future, you might use that.
2: Uh, Very uh, much. Arcane fixter. Like, every time I, I look at Arcane Trixter, I'm like, I want to take this just for ranged mage hand thieves tools, but I'm not going to build able whole character around that one idea.
3: Exactly. I think next, that kind of segues into... Does Cormac uh, have any Lachan? opinions on the Phantom? Are you done cutting cheese? <laughs> 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 no words. <laughs> Only actions.
1: Um... I'd say changing it to an AoE kind of thing is kind of weird. That's something I would agree with that, just because it it kind of takes away the thing that's special from the rogue, you know? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Like, even Cassio, who has a magical item to grow arms, only hits one target at a time. Yeah.
1: I mean, in theory, he could hit
2: more than one target, but... He doesn't want to be in that position. He's squishy.
1: Mm -hmm. That's the thing, right? It's like you're not changing the hit dice or anything like that, so it's like, why would you... You still don't
3: want to be in... Yeah. In melee for very long.
2: Mm-hmm. Remember, Wales from the grave works thirty feet away, though.
3: Yes. So you, but you still do have to. Um, if you do can. have to do your sneak attack damage. So I guess technically, what you could do is, if you were a bow, a bow rogue, and you could get your sneak attack damage on somebody, then you could shoot them and hit somebody else with an extra little like nick of damage. But,
5: mm. but mm. how does that, like, work? that So matter. you stab a guy in front of you, and then thirty feet away, the other guy is just like
3: i some spooky voices in my head. Literally, yeah. But why? A, uh, some, of those who have died begin to cling to you. Oh wait, uh, that's the wrong one. But
5: why? Why a person 30 feet um, away? As you nudge someone closer target? to the
3: graves, you can cause deathly whales to be heard near them.
2: Remember, uh, the level 17 ability is you. your whale from the grave damage now deals the psychic damage to both the target you hit and the next creature. Yeah.
5: Why not reverse that? Why not be the target you hit... And then as a bonus.
2: Boring. Because I would never take seventeen levels in a class to hit a second target.
3: Six damage to somebody else.
5: Yeah. Well, I mean you've like, never taken seventeen many. levels in any class. You're always like multi-class. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you've <laughs> ever played a pure class.
2: <laughs> no, fourteen is only. 14-6 is my jam. Anyways,
0: genie. Genie warlock. Yeah. What do we think uh, about our boys in the lamps? Like what I do we like- think about them?
2: I literally liked everything, and my one problem with it is so artificial, like, it's not even funny. Well, it's literally new... just wait, wait, because... Is
1: this, this is the new, new one, right? New, new, one. new. yes, they revised some... it.
3: Wait, can someone link that to me? Uh, it's in the newest yeah. subclasses revisited.
2: Okay, I'm just going to say my one problem with it, it's mm-hmm. really dumb. My only problem is that Dao gets resistance to bludgeoning damage, and everything else is a magic type. That's my only problem with it, and that's so superficial, I understand why even, but that's my only problem with it, is that it doesn't match up. Because there's no earth damage. So bludgeoning's your closest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, earth,
5: uh, Spike growth. Yeah, there's Nelton does stone does, as earth. Stone shape is earth. You no, know,
2: it doesn't earth, do earth damage though. It does force piercing. bludgeoning.
3: Oh well, yeah. we'll, uh, well, well, it
2: force, maybe down could be force, but not yeah, enough things have force damage. Nothing
3: does force damage my magic missile does force damage and like that's it. <laughs>
0: I think uh, if you're... uh, If you you get um, pushed into a wall or something like that, you take force damage.
1: Wait, no, Mm -hmm. doesn't... uh, What does Eldritch Blast do?
3: Depends. force It does force damage. It's the default, but you can have it do a ton of other types of damage. Uh, Yes, if you have packs. um, If you... Different packs can make it do elemental damage. Yeah, I think Angela's did cold damage. Mm -hmm. I really like the... um, I I, I really like the genie... um, I haven't played a warlock, so I'm not a hundred percent on how it would fit into the, like the playstyle of the warlock.
2: Actually, but I have two other issues, uh,
3: <laughs> but I, I do I do like it. I think it's I think it's interesting. Um, just the fact that I don't know. I I feel like I always see there's like it, the the main two types of uh, warlocks is the it was hex hexblade. Hexblade. Uh, hexblade is very common and because it's so good. Uh, it is so good. And then, flavor wise, um, just demons in general, like oh, regular old yeah. demonic packs. I think this is just, really so just very
5: undervalued. undervalued. I, I, I like it. It's, it's my, my favorite, favorite uh, probably, probably my favorite, favorite subclass, subclass uh, of all of them. Uh, Any yeah. mm-hmm. is great. I think might-
3: it's, yeah, I, I like it because, you know, warlocks don't always have to be selling your soul to some, like, massive, like, evil being. It could be making. This is literally you. You make an agreement with a genie, and he grants you some of his power, like almost like a cleric with their gods. I do like that.
1: You have a benevolent 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 patron. patron. Exactly. What do you you think of the um, the fourteenth level limited wish? I actually, I I I, I
2: like it. I
3: think
2: it's good. It's um, level fourteen. You can probably have wish at that point anyway.
3: No, it's different. But now it's a warlock. No, so limited wish um, just simply basically gives you. Once per 1d4 long rests, which, getting onto that, that's... I don't... It's weird how how that's... I don't know, that just seems... It seems worried. Basically, lets you cast
5: any 6th level or lower spell. uh, Yeah, you can cast
3: a 6th level or lower spell. Of 1 action. With a time of 1 action or lower, so you can cast bonus action or less spells. I do like it, because it gives (laughs) you a lot of... um, well, warlock spell economy is just so low. Yeah, like you don't have a ton yeah. of spells. I think to have if a warlock this, in this
1: subclass makes the makes the warlock feel much more magical.
3: Yes, yeah. yes, it's usually it's like the warlock. It's either hexblade or what, or what are you doing? Or eldritch blasting things constantly. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's, uh... the, the niche that
5: warlock fills is that it is a spellcaster that's very damage and antagonistic focus. Can we all agree tower, though
2: have... can we all agree though that this warlock is leagues above league and bounds above 3.5's warlock? Oh um,
4: yeah, 5's even, 5's though 5's we're, warlock was... even
2: though we're still in the Eldritch Blast zone of just I just want to... then I started blasting them
1: of Rudy shooting yeah. Eldritch,
3: Judy. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Which was very much the 3.5 uh warlock's whole
3: schtick. It's still kind of is.
2: Yeah. But you can I play think, other things.
1: I think hmm. I think though it's like with things like uh it's making it more it, it eldritch like they're they're focusing a lot more on like eldritch horror or, or like eldritch aspects like for example um, like the ability to summon
2: I, are we talking about the level 6 hexplate ability
1: yeah like the hexplate ability to Where uh you
2: someone you can raise them from the dead for a bit and use them yeah. as a ghost
1: like i think that's that's pretty cool in the sense of like you know it's everyone forgets that uh, that warlocks have most likely signed their soul off to someone not that great you know
2: Mm-hmm. mhm um, Unless you're Celestial Warlock. Yes. Celestial yeah, but warlock, that's, that's oh, very jeannie. much like.
1: that's Celestial Warlock exists for the sake of being the opposite of most yeah. Warlocks. Yeah. But, like, most of the time people forget the fact that, like, they've essentially sold their soul to a devil at a crossroads, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which would be a really but, fun character to play. That barred Warlock who sold their soul at the crossroads?
1: Honestly, yeah. What if you uh, sold your soul to a block of cheese? Oh,
3: man, I'd fucking do it. I'd sell my soul for a block of cheese. We can't just make cheese memes. Not yet. Not yet. yet. Yeah. No. I. I think overall, I, I like the um the flavor of it. I like the mm-hmm. disappearing and going into your turtle shell. I Seed like that. A3. That's you can yeah. protect your that, friend. That would no, okay, also be the,
1: very interesting though, as as like because it only goes up to 14 level, right? Like say yeah. you went six levels in rogue, mm-hmm. like that could be a really interesting mechanic to add for like you know
2: mm-hmm. sneaking and stuff That's like really that. Right. Cool. I. Want to choose I I already forgot what my other two points I wanted to make were. Uh,
3: early levels, you can't. You only save yourself. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was. I wish it started off as a lower number, like you can take you and one or two other people, kind of thing. Um, and then when you hit tenth level, you can take like eight or nine, kind of like. Like it, it becomes.
1: It becomes th- like um, what is it? The magnificent mansion. Layman's yeah. tiny hut. It's, it's Layman's tiny hut.
3: No no, no, a, wait, no, no, I have a weird idea. Tiny, I have huts,
1: a weird tiny idea. hut's different.
3: Tiny hut's different to the magnificent mansion spell.
1: Yes. Tiny mm-hmm. hut what?
3: is for resting. It's a it's a low yeah. level resting spell. Mansion is a low level resting spell as well as a saving spell. Because no, no, but then uh, like you actually like you go to like a full on mansion exactly. Like, uh, plus, tiny hut takes ten minutes to cast. Yeah. Um, so it's not versus. I believe uh, magnificent mansions in action.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I have a weird idea. I want to bring up really quick. So, what if Noble Genie's original one only let you bring two targets? There was a saving throw to take unwilling targets, and you went uh, the blade one. You went a blade, a pack of the blade. Force your lamp to become compelled duel.
3: Interesting.
5: I like that, but I feel like something also, the world is I'm missing.
3: This <laughs> is one minute, one minute cast. There's I'm there's not an instant
5: spell. I think it's like escape rope or something like that. Hold on, I have a question. There's one where you're going up into the ceiling. And a, a fake ceiling. But anyway, uh, Warlock, I feel like there needs to be more packs. Because I always think people Tome. it's like, do I want to be a Blade or a Summoner? It's like, I don't want any of these. I, I'll take Tome, it's most thematic.
1: What yeah. these what other Warlock
5: packs be?
1: Are you able to multiclass into the same class that you're already in, just as a different subclass? No, you cannot. No, you cannot no, multiclass. He, I, yeah. For some <laughs> reason I thought to my, Yeah,
3: yeah. Imagine just taking three levels in Fighter, but you take all the archetypes. <laughs> Yeah, no, because I, I realized that would be ridiculous. Yeah, you'd crit on like you crit on nineteen. You have superiority die. Like,
2: I feel like warlock gets even more broken yeah. that because hexblade.
3: You could do that because that means you could take them like for fighter. You would take the martial archetype again, so you could just keep taking the same martial archetypes. So you could take archery five times and something. Oh, uh, I
1: don't I mean like taking the same thing again. I mean like. Have a plus twenty to each use. It, it'd, it'd be interesting to play to play a game
2: where well, you have to choose like two subclasses or something.
1: Yeah, where you can't multi-class into another class. You're like you're expanding upon the class you're already in. I like that idea. <laughs> That's cool. That'd be that'd be interesting.
2: lot work. You know, I definitely want to play this genie hexblade shenanigans.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Turn my fun.
2: lamp into compel duel. I love compel duel. I I don't think anyone's ever taken that spell. I think it's a very interesting spell.
1: That's usually a... Some some paladins can take that, right?
2: Paladin can take it. Uh, Hexblade can take it. Much of classes can actually take it. Claire can take it.
3: Compelled duel. Um, One creature you see within range makes a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, it is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand. For its duration, it has a disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you, and must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move a space more than 30 feet away from you. Okay. So basically, um...
2: It's compelled it's, duel. You force a duel. Hear it's me out four. here. No, so.
3: a, a, you kind of force a duel, but you also like mm-hmm. you, you just pull aggro. That's all it is. You just yeah. pull aggro. Um speaking
5: of pack um Pact of the Quill, that would be an interesting one. You have a like a like a piece of chalk or a quill, and you could use that to I don't know, inscribe something like runes or something into the world.
2: I'd call, I call that Pact out. of the Quill or something. You should check
1: Packed out the Acquisitions work. Incorporated. Actually,
2: what, sorry, Evan? I'd call, I'd call that Pact of the Rune or something, wouldn't I?
3: I think, yeah, yeah, the, rune, without the rune, rune would be better, where, yeah. yeah. Where does the Warlock get his power from? Because the power ultimately no, casts These aren't,
5: aren't the this actual This is not the pack. Patrons. This is, um, so you pick a Patron, and then you pick a Pact. So Pact of the Blade, Pact of the, of the, f- the Familiar. Chain. F- chain, Chain Familiar, and Pact of the Tome. And it's basically a gift that your, your, your Patron gives you. And this patron, yeah. this gift could be uh, a piece of chalk that you can, a magic piece of chalk that you can use to uh, ascribe runes into the world. For example, lock a door with a magic rune. Um, could I was thinking
2: back there. to our devil at the crossroads analogy, and maybe like a pact of the instrument, which I have seen done. On I didn't think I enjoyed it. What I read of it, That's it was hard on, though. It was on like a homebrew subreddit or something, and I remember reading it. It was okay. It imagine,
5: was imagine having heaven's door. But a really balanced version of that, as as a warlock, it's like I give infinite power from this great cosmic being, and I'm gonna use it to make a better manga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use it to finish oh. my deadlines when uh, when the world is accelerating to infinity.
3: I mean, I I also um I think this is kind of this kind of goes into Pact of the Blade um with like a separate consciousness, but some sort of pact that would um like I think it would be really cool if there was a pact that you've rented your body out to like your your patron. Oh. Like your patron's like, "Hey, I I am I need I need a physical form on your plane and I can't go there without causing massive amounts of things. I'm going to borrow your body every once in a while to do something with it. Right, and in, in return, I'll give you warlock powers." I think that could be a really interesting thing to
2: explore. Is that as a pact pa- or as a patron?
3: Uh, as a pact, so like he, okay. so your 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 benefit. Just remember,
2: is, the patron is or having the patron is what gives you the Warwalk powers. The pact is a gift from them.
3: Yes, I think the 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 gift would be them imbuing your body with power. Your body is the reward. So even
2: a more hype spellcaster version, better than Pact of Tome.
3: Um, I'm not sure, 100%. With pact. I pact, pact, of Tome. pact of Tome. I
5: don't like Pact of Tome.
3: I'm saying more like, um, your body, like, every time, like, he inhibits you, so your body begins to, like, slightly change. Maybe you get, like, you can choose, um, like, you get, like, I don't know, a demonic claw kind of thing, or, like, hold on, hold on, uh, Pact of the Star Chain. Pact oh, okay. of the Star Chain, what does that do? Um, I'm, I'm
5: just gonna, I'm just gonna post, 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 post the, the 5e wiki yeah.
2: dot. Does someone wanna, like, write down, like, maybe we'll do an episode on, like, changes to classes or homebrew and stuff?
3: Yeah, yeah it could be very interesting. Oh, I and oh, I'm you're
2: host. You can write it.
3: I don't yeah. know nearly enough. I've never played a, a warlock. It's not my area of specialty. Yeah, uh, I don't know nearly enough about it. Yeah, uh, I want to get back
2: to warlock to at, warlock at some, some point. Yeah, we should. I think warlock's very interesting. We could do a whole fucking episode on warlock.
5: I think it's very. It's it's, it's got a lot of potential, but it's very underutilized.
2: It's because there's it, there's options that are just way in leagues above everything else.
3: But overall, I think everybody here enjoyed the, uh, the subclass. One. It's a good idea. Oh, that
2: was one of my things I was going to talk about with the Noble Genie. My only problem with it is there's very few campaigns where I feel like it always fits. It can sometimes feel very like, yeah, I'm a Genie patron, Warlock, guys. And it's like, yeah. okay, but why? Where? Well,
3: because I on the dusty old bowl, and it gave me magic powers.
2: Yeah, I know. It can. It's one of those things. Like, when we were talking about uh, Kalashstar, it can be a little jarring.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. It has to—you have to work it in in mm-hmm. a really—you have to talk with the DM about
2: it. I had another thing I was going to talk about, but I've already forgotten it. Hey, nice. This You're really like, adamant uh, about it.
0: It had
5: something to do with the with
0: um, warlocks and uh, this this how was, like, it Twenty it.
2: minutes ago, I've already forgotten.
0: So what I feel like the little niche of uh, the genie warlock could fit into is like if anyone watched the The Witcher Netflix series yeah uh, like one uh, Geralt's just fishing around for this fucking uh this like uh, jar full of the genie and he finally no he finds the gin actually it was a yeah gin, and uh, he finally gets it and it just like utterly fucks him over fucks over his buddy his buddy nearly fucking dies to this thing and, yeah, it's, like, and I feel him. like and I feel like this little niche of the gin or the genie would fit in as a subclass very well like, I feel like it's just like, I I, I stumbled upon this genie, and uh, he sort of, just like, now he's a part of my life, but I'm also a fighter, I'm also a barbarian. And he offers me some powers, but I don't feel like it's its own thing. I feel like it's it's definitely, like, its own Like, it's line.
2: tied to you in a way yeah. or something. It's tied to
0: you in a way, in a niche sort of way.
2: Which I think is very interesting, because I know Warlock, because they get an ability at level 10, they fit very into, like, 10-10 splits of things. And Charisma's such a good stat, as we all know.
3: It is um, busted. <laughs>
5: charisma is the second most important stat.
3: <clears throat> What's the most important stat? Do you, what? what in, in con D- in D D,
5: strength. Con, followed no, by yeah, con, then dex, then I think, wisdom. I think
3: it's, con goes one dex, charisma. For me, I for think my con, top
2: yeah, con dex. I'd I'd go with that. Con, dex, charisma. Con's your hit points, man. You can't like con is not a dump stat for anyone, and when it is, it's for flavor reasons.
5: Um, yeah pedigree
2: <laughs> then Freya <laughs> I know I specifically had to add in that caveat for Freya
5: i I had to take it a tough feat just to stay in the game and I just have <laughs> as as
3: many hit points as like one of our casters <laughs> yeah. it's health is everything so con is incredibly necessary and then dex is nice because it's used in a bunch of skills mm-hmm. and AC. AC for some reason and AC. I don't like
2: that. And that's th- why th- in 3.5 you had the balancing game where you can either have one index and plate mail or plus eight index and padded. Mm. Yeah, that's
0: true. But... So I think this opens up into our next little topic perfectly. Actually, uh, what do we think I hope so. I'm
2: specifically trying to segue into Int- this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a wizard, at least you gotta have at least a six. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> at least a six. You need to be able to articulate words
2: can do words good oh, and <laughs> it's so bad oh I, it's fallen so far from its realms of grace i maybe yeah. do words
5: better mm-hmm. <laughs> oh let's, it's just, let's too- just take a look at what comes out of the int stat for skills so you got arcana completely useless stat unless you are a, a magic wizard history
1: No, a lot of people people push the Arcana skill a lot. Yeah, it's like, uh, is there magic around? I
2: use Arcana check. Okay, but how?
1: Well, it's like, I think Arcana Arcana is when Investigation check fails.
2: Yeah, Arcana Arcana is the identify for non-casters.
3: Yeah, exactly. Arcana is basically like, it's recall it says here, recall recall lore about spells, magic items, eldritch symbols, magical traditions, the planes of existence, and the inhabitants of those planes. So if it has magic associated at all about it... It is an it,
5: investigate, not a detect. I
3: would, I would call it the history check of magic things, and history is just the history check of non-magic things. And here we are it history, another
2: instant. It, it's, <laughs> it's the knowledge skills of 3.5. Yes, let's just sum it up like that. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: Investigation. And investigation is... The best in-stat. Best in really skill
0: By a wide margin. By, a, like, not even close. It's, it's by a start. wide margin.
5: Unless you're a druid, in which case nature. That's another in-stat. But when, since
3: when do nature checks come up? Maybe, Maybe not, not in more.
5: our games, but I, I, I feel, feel like they do come, come up, up in more, like...
3: I like I think that a uh, nature check would, be done. would just be done with a survival check, though.
1: hmm I, I would, would disagree...
0: In a world where your forests aren't burned down by Kyle, of course. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, right off the bat, just destroys the forests.
0: Before even <laughs> it destroys a part of the forest. It was a very big forest to begin with. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Wildfire Druid. Very cool. And
5: the last instat, Religion.
2: Also a knowledge I mean, skill. Why and
3: is that again,
2: skip stat? What? Because, because it's, it's, it's Recall a... Lore. It's Recall Lore and Pathfinder
3: all of the sense. all of the int checks are about remembering things that or like basically gaining information about things that happened before your character
0: I like mm-hmm. the and idea in 3.5 of having int tied to how many skills you get I really like that yeah he so said it someone that wasn't me said it
3: <laughs> oh, i get you <laughs> I, I do like that taking that out and of course skill points but um yeah. skill removing skill points entirely kind of it's that it's pros and cons.
2: Um, it it's der- much easier for new people to get into the game, but it killed. It helped neuter int.
3: Exactly, it killed like the uh, any usefulness of the stat. Because in three point five, everyone was talking about how rogues like you got to be dex and int. That's very important because
5: you need all these skills. You need to be a skill monkey. And then you exactly. get to five, he's like, I stabbed this guy really good because
3: I got twenty in dex. Yeah. I got twenty. in dex. Oh, but the guards come up to me. I got a. I got an eighteen in charisma, and I'll talk my way out of it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, whereas in 3.5, you very much, if you were Cloak and Dagger Rogue, you were, I want my 20 in dex, I want my 20 in end. I'm going to hit him real hard, but I'm also the skill monkey, and I'm getting out of there.
0: And exactly. I can lockpick my, lock, my way through things. I can i can figure out the lore of things. I can do... I, like, mm-hmm. they were—they did it all, you know?
3: Yeah. In terms it was our the And they just they took out one of the main things, mm-hmm. and, like, I guess the only other thing is, um, technically... Isn't it also, you gain languages equal to the, your modifier in Int? It's 3.5 in, all 3. Back
4: 3. And, in right.
3: Yeah. Which is another thing they took out which I really like. It's like, the smarter you are. Because languages is, I think, um... It's more also, important than it seems. It's, it is more important than it seems, but it's also like... I mean, I have literally played a character whose entire shtick was he knew all the languages. You did. Like, and... To to say that he was not exactly the most useful in combat would be an understatement.
2: <laughs> he still had his pop off moments. He did have yeah, pop off moments,
3: but they were all out of combat.
2: Because no, he in had, combat he had he had utility spells. Remember, he had sleep, which was the yes, best, one of the best utility spells in the game.
3: Sleep was, yes, but if sleep also falls off, unfortunately, sleep falls yeah. off. I think
5: um, language, language has its place in certain campaign, certain campaign settings. It, it just so happens that our campaign set settings are very action focused. Um, language can can play an important part, part. because when I was playing playing in Sebastian's Sebastian's campaign campaign, where he took over from ETMing, I played, uh, Great Old One Warlock, and And I was like, okay, okay, I can project project into their mind, and I can can read all writings. I speak all languages now. now. I can can communicate in every language. Every time I'd come up to a challenge, I was like, it's written in Dwarvish. I got this. Or something I
2: like know. that. <laughs> I I've find done as well, I've had a bunch. I know in my campaigns we had a bunch of things where, we were like, oh yeah, you guys have to know this specific language if you want to get the clue. Mm. Yeah,
0: a celestial, infernal, like we can go yeah. on with the Good list. Stuff.
3: I think if it's um, thematically, like, if you're going into the dwarven, the dwarven city top, or the like gnome city, top, city or something, which we okay, expect yeah. to find you know, dwarvish writing. Um, if you're going into the uh, underdark. Like, yeah, if you go to the Underdark, you're gonna find under Common. If you go into some sort of like ritual chamber, you're gonna find scrolls l- written in Abyssal and Infernal. And um, then, like
2: in those places where they do also speak Common, like a Dwarven city, I think it's you could always run it that like, hey, my guys, I'm speaking Dwarven to this dwarf. Uh, you would have advantage on charisma checks you if you're not a dwarf, because like. You shouldn't know Dwarven, like yeah. It's like they,
3: it's, it's like exactly like going to a different country and attempting attempt to, to speak, speak the language, language. Yeah. Or <laughs> even if you're not perfect, they they respect you, much more. you a lot more if you try and put forward that effort. Mm-hmm. But then you can
1: also say you can also say there's places like uh, certain places in Canada. Uh, where <laughs> you try to speak the language and if you're not proficient at it you might as well be insulting them directly.
2: Are we talking about Quebec? I think we're talking about Quebec. I'm not
1: talking about Quebec. <laughs> we're,
0: we're, talking about, we're just, just talking here. about the East
5: Coast. <laughs> I'm just, I'm I could just fit saying,
2: in. I'm just oh. saying
1: for chance if something like this you know if this podcast were to ever take off that no one could look back and say hey you said this that's mean. Fuck, Fuck the, the Quebec. Quebec i'll be the first to say it you said it
2: (laughs) we're ontario boys i think everyone expects us to have a beef with quebec
1: no No,
5: quebec has a beef with quebec Quebec. (laughs) we're We're just like you're not you're not leaving the country but you just do whatever you want except leave the country like that whole thing
3: where you butcher their language they get offended you can play it off with the elves if you butcher out fish the elves are going to think you're an idiot and that that's, you're that's
1: also going from the perspective of like where elves are, are snobbish whatever right you any any race you could have in your campaign to be yeah. like, you could, be like oh, yeah, a, uh,
3: example. you could
2: you could stress the, the, the problem way. with this thing mm. is worse is because having a proficiency in a language you don't roll for really having proficiency in something is i know the language should be mastery mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like is your is your is your elvish passable? Is mm-hmm. it is but, it, like, like, like back
2: just Shadowrun? Like Shadowrun has any language that isn't your native language, you have to take skill points in, and even a 6, which is the max you can have in it, still isn't perfect. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, that's I, why I, I made think, my I default language Japanese. Yeah, like the whole idea where it's just like, you know, if you have enough in to just know everything, I think is stupid. I think mm-hmm. you know, would it open you up to more like faster scaling in certain things related to it? I think that should be looked into more.
2: So what I really want is like what I was hinting to earlier is Artificer as our second int class. Mm-hmm. And then the birth of what I will call Int Hexblade, the Battlesmith.
4: Yeah. All right. So it's it is
2: it is infinitely worse than Hexblade. Why? Because Paladin exists and Paladin Hexblade's insane. But now we're open up to so many more cool options because there's so many. They keep trying to shove, like bring int back to glory. So they keep giving us subclasses with int as a secondary in fighter, in rogue, and all these things. And now suddenly we have a payoff for it. We have three levels in artificer. It's no, it's not as good as one level in warlock, but three levels in artificer. Yeah,
3: it's it's one of those. You guys, final. You guys want to play with intelligence? Fine, here you go. Mm-hmm. But artificer is also can be very stupid powerful yeah like that's the um oh it's it's artificer
2: is it's all artificers artificer it ex- it requires you to be creative yes
3: i think if if you have the like ability to think up really interesting stuff and your dm is willing to let you do it uh you can 100 percent break the game mm-hmm. yeah like, it would not surprise me if somebody figures out a way, in rules, to make something in- go infinite with Artificer. Which is That's actually fair. interesting. I don't know if we've had anything go infinite in 5e. I not don't yet. think anything has I gone think the,
2: in- I think the closest thing we've had was Caffeine Walk.
3: I haven't seen anything about that.
2: Caffeine Walk was Sorcerer Warlock, and you would just short rest and take potions to restore exhaustion. Because mm. you can turn your... Spell slots from warlock into sorcery points to turn it into sorcerer spells. Oof. Okay,
3: so reach level two in warlock and level two in sorcerer. Use flexible casting to turn warlock spells into sorcery points, and then you use sorcery points into spell slots. Take a short rest, refresh the warlock spell slots, turn them into sorcerer spell slots. Essentially, mm-hmm. it's yeah, That's it's mm-hmm. it's it's like it's it's um it's a, an interesting interaction, but it's also yeah, not it's not like.
2: Um, it's not truly infinite, but no. it's the closest thing we have. Yes,
1: no, because in theory you couldn't just keep resting. Exactly. As soon as well, I you, think, your DM
3: wouldn't really allow that. Yeah, I think yeah. what if your if your thing uh, if your infinite requires resting, I don't think it's technically infinite because sure, right. everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can. I could say I guess infinite spire I just have to re- have a long rest every after like eleven of them technically i'm not wrong but yeah. it's not like what we're talking about it's like when you'd see all those um things about like creating infinite money in D d mm-hmm. it's like oh i can create infinite money and we're like oh cool cool yeah how okay so you have to be like a level 16 wizard and it takes 12 years <laughs> and you're like cool thanks i will remember that when it, when i get to my next campaign that i have 12 years of downtime yeah speaking of it's actually like fucking great the way they do it. It's like you turn is you make a wall of stone and then you turn the stone to gold and then you mine all the gold and sell the gold. <laughs> it's it's something stupid like that. It's it's hilarious, but um it takes a long ass time. Yeah. At that point you might as well just go for Lichdom. Exactly.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs>
3: Get all the time you want. To spend all your good years,
1: just minding Wait, wasn't there,
2: like, some infinite lich thing where you clone your body before you become a lich, and then you become a lich? Then like, so you put yourself into so the body even, afterwards. So, yeah, even if they destroy the Flakery, you become a human again and just do it again. you oh. think that's
1: what Palpatine would have done. <laughs> don't don't even, you don't fuck that her. movie. Fuck that piece of shit. <laughs> fuck that yeah. whole trilogy. Please don't get this man has the power to do that, and then puts himself into an older body. Come
5: <laughs> Remember when he's like, "Strike me down, oh. and you shall, I shall inherit you and inhabit you, or whatever." And then oh. she kills him anyway, and
1: she doesn't inhabit him. It's like,
2: were you bluffing, or are you just stupid?
4: <laughs>
2: but yeah. Anyway, uh, how do you feel about that infinite witch thing?
3: I think it's an interesting, like, stuff like that and, like, the the Wall of Gold, Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting um, ways of working with mechanics that, in the end, don't inherently mess with the game. Because by the time you've gotten to infinite lichdom... Yeah, you're not playing anymore. (laughs) Game's done. That's flavor. Same with the wall of gold. As soon as you've got infinite money, that's flavor. Yeah, like, um, why do you need infinite money in the game? Like exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: what is your GM going to allow oh, you to buy at the end of the day? Like, yeah, what? What? like, do you <laughs> <the> really <wrong> need
1: infinite <laughs> gold?
2: Grocery? I think but that's the anyway. cool flavor thing. Like, you can have an NPC, like, wait, how did you make your fortune? Wall of stone? Then turn it to gold. <laughs> <laughs> then you just crash the, the economy. Then, <laughs> and, then,
1: and then they're, like...
2: And then... And you're in like, this big wizard's mansion or something.
1: The problem, though, it's like, wouldn't you just flood the market with gold? <laughs> like,
2: that's true. Dude, if we're go going to gold, If yeah. be
1: like an abundance of gold, it's now becomes an infinite material. Like, uh, like I that think people are everything
2: Everything's made out of gold now in that city. Yeah. And that's why. Yeah. And now everyone's just like, well, that was pointless. Because <laughs> now it's not worth anything.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
5: Destabilized. True chaotic. <laughs>
1: Take on, down the gold that.
3: industry from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> on the topic of. It's uh, just a of, shiny rock, you guys. <laughs> I do want to talk about, I think, my other favorite um, type of infinite thing, which I'm not actually sure if it works in 5e. Um, Are we talking about the
2: peasant cannon? I was also yes, thinking it's... about the peasant cannon. I was cannon. also thinking about the peasant cannon. It's
3: beautiful. And it is amazing. I don't know if it works in 5e. I don't know. 3.5 just solely off the fact that rounds were six seconds and they could not go longer no matter how many things acted in that turn <laughs> i don't know if it's the same in 5e no
2: i, I think they i think each turn is six seconds oh, now okay, yeah, each gotta... turn
1: is six, yeah each turn is six seconds which in a weird way is kind of weird like imagine like you take six seconds to do something, and, everybody so somebody somebody and then
2: they just look at you
3: and then it's like okay cool but, like, I had a really low initiative, so, like, those, like, Doug, Joe, and Judy over there have to do anything before I can stab you back. Doug, Judy? <laughs> Doug, Joe, and Judy. <laughs> I heard Doug, Judy. Yeah, I
5: heard
1: that. <laughs> she was like, the, the, the Pontiac Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Bandit. Oh, I heard Judge Judy.
3: Judge Judy.
1: <laughs> no, that's a song by Hannibal Buress. <laughs> Is,
3: um, anyway, the Peasant Cannon. Uh, peasant Cannon. The whole thing falls apart when he tries to... <laughs> this guy's just, like... The entire cannon falls apart when the last guy tries to throw it and he misses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. Would you like to explain the peasant cannon for those who don't know?
2: <laughs> what if you put your Goliath barbarian at the end of the peasant cannon? So,
3: peasant cannon involved hiring as many peasants as you could because peasants in 3.5 and earlier oh, are you could hire like a peasant for like a copper. They were in, like you'd hire them for the day. They are incredibly cheap so you line like 300 peasants up you take a village you buy out a village for like five gold um you line them all up in a line and you give one you give the one at the very end a cannonball (laughs) and then you say okay on their turns what each of them does is they hold their action to um until they get past a cannonball and then they're gonna pass the cannonball to their right (laughs) so what happens is one round is six seconds you have three hundred people moving this cannonball in six seconds, so now this cannonball is moving at like a hundred feet a second, and it just fucking shoots out and becomes a railgun, <laughs> <laughs> which I think the problem is everybody on uh, and of course everybody on Reddit is arguing how it wouldn't work and it would only deal a D four damage, um except they're not because they're not in counting uh mass. Counting speed and mass yeah but uh. Yeah. Anyways, that's the peasant cannon. 3.5 is
2: weird and accounts for these things. It's a
3: spicy meme. Everybody knows about it. Um, we
2: all ban it in our campaigns, even though we don't. We know no one will do it. We just have to say it.
3: I've like, never said it. <laughs> I let him have an owl. Okay. I think Saying no peasant cannon is is, is just basically saying, hey, uh, like no infinite. Like don't 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 ruin this. It's the don't same. Don't try and break the game. It's the same as the fucking infinite kobold from 3.5. Is nobody's actually gonna play that? But it's saying and refusing saying no this is just saying to your group hey don't ruin this with some broken combo that technically yeah. works like don't, don't break the game yeah exactly it's like
1: just cuz there isn't a it, there, just cuz there isn't a rule that says you can't do that does not mean you can they thought so long about whether or not they
5: could they never stopped to think whether or not they should
3: yeah yeah ooh ooh i just looked up 5 e infinite and i found uh, an article on infinite wish loops i'm going to have to read this <laughs>
2: Um, so no, because do we have any opinions on anything else while he reads this? Yes, please keep keep talking. Like uh, what? I like Int as a stat. We all know I like Int as a stat.
5: I think it has good potential. I... It could. It sh- it should be different than wisdom, and I'm glad it is. It's just not mm.
2: utilized. It there's nothing to do with it right now. With Artificer, we're getting more, and with the Psionics, we're getting more. But like,
1: it's not right.
2: Yeah, it's just not doing it right. You're just trying to push it up to Warlocks level, and Warlocks here like. You want to become the broken king? No. (laughs)
1: Let me teach you a thing or two.
2: (laughs) Like, Artificer walks into a bar, there's four war. there's the uh, the coffin dancing meme guys, but they're all warlocks. (laughs) 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 Alright, I've I've figured it out. Which, by the way, that song bops. Yeah, it does. It has no no right to.
5: Then it it hits the the drop drop and it's
1: like. like, (laughs) It's so fucking good. Because I know like, it was like just like an EDM song or whatever like before, and yeah. someone just put it over that, and oh man, it's such a good fucking song.
2: Have you seen the Coffin POV video? No,
1: is it just like where... Is it <laughs> it's just a black screen.
2: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> <the> muffled audio. <laughs> you know, we gotta get demonetized in our first episode.
3: Okay, so basically... Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Alright,
2: what's basically, the wish?
3: Look? The, the way... Um, this is one of the the, the the one of the ways to do it is in third edition. There's an item called the Candle of Evocation. Okay. Um, which if it matches your alignment, it allows you to use basically to cast once, cast it once using level well, words are hard to cast the gate spell once. Um, but it consumes the candle. So what you do is it you gate, you cast the gate spell to summon an efreet which has a a once-a-day ability to grant three wishes to something that's not a genie. So you grant, so it grants you, you gate in the Efreet, it grants you three wishes, you wish for ale, uh, women, and another candle. Um, And then, basically, you just use the ale and let's see, yeah, you use the ale and the women to bribe the next Efreet that comes through with the candle to get you three more wishes, and technically, you have infinite wishes.
0: As one does, you know you gotta bribe everyone with hail and wing. <laughs> That's <Just now. laughs> all right that. for an Efreet, though.
3: Yeah, it's 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 a, a little. It's one of those technically, yes, it would work, but actually, no.
2: Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So no, fight a now. You just well, a of fire. Does the, does the
3: afraid, um grant any wish or just specific wishes? Uh, no, it, it gives you once a day. It can grant three wishes to any. With the wish spell, non-genie, so it's any wish okay, spell. Okay, so here's what you do: you summon, summon an
5: Afrit. you summon three more frites, they summon three frites.
3: I don't think a Freak can it's, summon a frites. Yeah, who says that. they can't? I don't think genies can summon other genies. No one's ever tested yeah. that. Um, That's not why I I it's not one, one of those like things a where, where it's oh, and there's For also the... there's also another thing.
1: Um, also, you also have to remember though that most genies, it's like when when you get your wish, it's not exactly like unless you are like. Dead specific. Like mm-hmm. most of the time, like the the only reason they give you a wish is to fuck with you because they're like they're like uh, like fake creatures in a way, right? Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: yeah. they're chaotic. Um. So there's also there's also another thing on this page about uh in fifth edition of the spell uh, simulacrum, mm-hmm. yeah, the seventh level wizard spell, which basically creates a duplicate of yourself. Is essentially what it does.
2: Yeah. Um, Are you then simulacrum? than wishing to. W- ish for another simulacrum and just going down the line
3: I'll just, I'll just read i'll just read the paragraph
1: right, it uh, might be to like put yourself into that body because oh, the wish um, spell the wish spell affects the body that you're in
3: i'll, I'll, just, read, you are, I'll just read the uh, i'll just read the, the paragraph so um the exploit of choice for fifth edition involves the simulacrum spell which allows you to create a clone of yourself or any other character that has the original spells and spell slots including wish um, this gets around the whole like if you cast wish, you have a one third chance of never being able to use it again because you're never the one casting wish. Mm. Um, the simulacrum is friendly to you so it'll do what you want. Um, and they also like it, it, they obey your commands. like you're in control of them. So basically, you have a simulacra that you ca- you cast and then it creates simulacra and it creates simulacra, blah 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 blah. and then they all cast wish. And then you can wish for anything you want. The only the only thing being is uh, it has a material component. Uh, it has a bunch of material components. It has
2: expensive material components.
3: It's like okay, it's
1: because well, it doesn't just immediately
3: pop up. Like it takes expensive. like a while to harvest it, doesn't it? Casting time twelve hours. But okay, so you cast one, so it takes twelve hours. So now you have two. So realistically, you're making two in twelve hours. That's six hours and now you have four, so now you have like one every 1.125 hours, or 1.25 hours. So basically, you can make it, it ever gets bigger. The cost being um, <coughs> snow or ice in quantity sufficient to make a life-size copy, some hair, fingernail clippings, and a powdered ruby worth 1500 GP. So that's the... That's... Like, exactly. Mm. it's it's a seventh level spell by the time you get to that point a 1500 gp ruby should change. be hard to come across. Mm. Plus you could just create one having the wish. Yeah. Or 50,000 gp worth of, of rubies.
1: Yeah, cuz that, that's the limit of the
3: gold, right? <laughs> I think I believe it's um 50,000.
1: Yeah. So yeah, um, you could just do that and then just keep, like,
3: you keep use doing the it. first one as, as a as no, 25,000.
1: But also remember like When they roll those, is it a a D3? D3, yeah. So it's like there's also the, like, it's It's a one in three chance that they can't cast it again, right? Yeah. So it's like there's a two in three chance that 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 one. Exactly. For for every time they cast it, there's a 66% chance that they will just be able to keep doing it. So you can just,
0: oh my God. The odds are ever in
1: your favor. That's genius. Odds
0: are ever in your favor, man. Liam, I'm
1: doing that now. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Actually, what what
2: i'm sorry no playing uh, it it's Cormac. Uh,
0: so i yet, think as we're winding down uh do you guys just want to give out your uh your twitter handles and whatnot
2: oh what's my insta more oh, pop- it is my more, twitter more popping on insta pop
0: i um
3: i just have uh i have a meme twitter account that i won't link because I haven't posted on it in like two years, I have an Instagram account that I don't post on, so I will just tell you to go follow everybody else.
2: It's just my name. It's Evan Coghill. Uh, Liam will put in, or Harrison or Liam will put in the description below.
1: Um, my Instagram is Cormac underscore Murphy, and then my Twitter is CormacMurphy33. How about you, Liam?
0: I'm at uh, I'm at uh, Instagram and Twitter at LifeOfOsWaldo. If you guys want to follow me, I'm LifeOfOsWaldo. And how about you, Harrison?
4: Be excellent to one another.